What I want to do is remind everyone, go to HankStrange.com, very important, sign up for our email list. That's how we'll be able to stay in touch with you. You'll be able to stay in touch with us. Lola is always throwing up daily deals, etc., on the email list. So, you know, that's the place to go if you want to keep up with us. Uh, HankStrange.com. Also on there, we are selling the patches. You got the Hank Strange patches, the, the new ones that are out. You can get those on the dot com. So go on over there. If you're looking for um, T-shirts and things like that, the place to go to would be Ballistic Inc. The website is back up. There you go. We got shirts on there. There's the uh, Carolina Wine Mixer shirt. You know, um, there's this uh, Roof Korean shirt as well. We got hats. We got the... Uh, Hawaiian uh, Uzi shirt going on up there, as well as the Tactical Fat shirt, which is Keep Calm and Corona On. So we got lots of cool things up there on Ballistic Inc. You can go check that out as well. And uh, the other thing I want to thank everyone uh, that I want to point everyone to here is Franklin Armory. Thanks to them for supporting us, supporting the podcast here. I'm going to hit the button and get going right now. Let's see. There he goes. Oh, welcome back boom. to the Hanks. Kind of a situation. boom from Walter. Kind of Lifestyles a boom. of the locked yeah. and loaded. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Thumbs up. I don't know. Walter, thanks for the boom. Okay, so listen, we've got Paul here from FM Products. Paul, we do this thing called Jazz Hands. You're going to have to cooperate. No choices. Uh, I do it. I'm Paul. Jazz Hands. Right. Jazz yeah. Hands. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on because we are live. This is episode, uh, what is it, 606, 606. I don't know if that means anything uh, in numerology terms, but it's episode 606 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. Walter Keller of Safety Harbor Firearms is joining me. Boom, there he goes. There he goes. He's, he's obviously, yeah, there you go. Put a smile on that face. Put a, Someone needs to give him some cookies. Did you hear that, Peggy? Um, <laughs> did you see the stupid human tricks again at Yellowstone today with people in bison? No, there was more of no. that. Well, it's that time of the year. Oh, boy. They tried to sneak up on the bison to get closer, and they charged him, and the one girl fell down mm-hmm. trying to get away, and the bison just stood over for a while. Yeah. That had to be a little scary. Like but, thinking, yeah. shall I, should I, should I. <laughs> should uh, I pick it up and fling it in the air? Yeah, should I stop yeah. this should I just person out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mess with the bison. Look at uh-uh, from a distance, uh-uh. binoculars only. You know, um, listen, uh, smash the thumbs ups for everyone out there. Okay, so our special guest is Paul Noonan of uh, FM Products, Foxtrot Mike Products. Uh Paul, welcome to the show. This is your first time here. I know. Pleasure to be here. Jazz yes. hands. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so let's see here. The way that I usually do this, or well, that Lola wants me to do it. When we have someone that's uh, new here on the show, Lola says, "Okay, you got to have them explain to the audience who they are, what they do, how they started doing it, what's their sign." All that Hank, I don't think two hours is enough if you let me talk about myself. I could be here all night. I'll be brief, okay? Okay. I um, uh, started out as a machinist who became an engineer uh, and fell in love with guns uh, mm-hmm. many years ago mm-hmm. and started doing uh, bits and pieces for my own guns. Those guns got sold. And people started reaching out to me to do bits and pieces for them. And eventually I ended up meeting a couple of key people in my life that I've been working with for more than 10 years. Um, 
I used to have a machine shop in my garage and I was a guy that you could go to if you wanted something done on the down low, a little bitter piece that you wanted to do R&D parts, I would do that. And then, you know, if you do good work, the work got out and then I just started meeting people, started um, making parts for people, uh, designing parts for people that were manufacturable. Um, then I started setting up um, machine shops for people to make uppers, lowers and handguards like that, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, Got heavily into firearm design about 10 years ago, did a bunch of firearm designs for many big companies. Um, recently, we did a we did a good deal of work with Brownells. We did the AR-180 upper in conjunction with Primary Weapon Systems. Uh, shout out to Dean and Primary Weapon Systems. They're an excellent company. Um, really great work partner. I really enjoyed collaborating with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did the AR-180 uh, for... Uh, Brownells, that was a big success. We did the uh, retro rifle, which was a uh, kind of a. Uh, we just I took great pride in being able to bring that rifle back to the market. So I I did that uh, for Brownells. We brought that AR-10 back, which is the original Stoner design. So a lot when, of pride. when you when you say that you did it, you designed it, um, or you or manufactured it. What's the what can you tell us about that? I don't know if there's some. Uh, Mm-hmm. They wanted to bring a, a line of retro rifles back to the market, and I thought that was a great idea. I think that was a really undercapitalized segment of the market, and mm-hmm. I believe that the, I think we lose a lot of the historical aspect of firearms. People don't really understand that there are no new designs. There's just regurgitated 50-year-old designs, mm-hmm. and that was an elegant design. And uh, I wanted – so we what we had was we had access to photographs. Uh, we, it took us a long time to get a hold of one. And so we designed that AR-10 uh, based on photographs, which is never, which I'd never done that before. So we, 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 we got some high-res photos, and we we figured out how to measure them, and we started to design based off photographs. And then we got our hands on one, and we, it was pretty dang close. So we uh, was basically it had the, the uh, charging handle in uh, the the uh, charging handle in the, under the carry handle, mm-hmm. the trigger style, mm-hmm. the old school style. So there wasn't a traditional charging handle. Um, the peep side, all the handguards, all the furniture, basically we just designed it as close as we could and brought a, a good um, clone of the original stoner design, which mm. I was really proud to be a part of. Um, okay. And they were very, if you think about it, it was the first gun they ever put their name on. Um, Brownells, was, Brownells has been around for a long time, and I took great pride in the, the partnership we did. Uh, you know, Paul Levy, uh very, very smart guy, uh, Brownells, incredibly knowledgeable of firearms, uh, like a walking encyclopedia. He's like um, uh, Bill Wilson from Wilson Combat. Those yeah. two guys, if you look at all my years in the industry, those guys are very knowledgeable uh, about and, and Paul's the guy that everyone sees when they look at the Brownells uh, new products videos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very sharp guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he, he's very... Uh, very talented, very smart. They're very lucky to have him. Um, he's a very, very, he's an exceptionally smart guy. So we, he and I really did that together. It was his idea and the Brownells team. Uh, we brought that together three, three years ago, probably. And I think we were at 2018, we launched that. Mm-hmm. I think that was when we launched that. We yeah. did the 180 last year, uh, which has been a huge success. Yeah. Oh, Go ahead. Prior to that, I worked for Wilson Combat. Um, I was heavily involved in the design of the EDCX9, which is their double stack handgun. Um, many other 
guns before that. Before we started our own company, um, we did a, uh, a lower that was um, had two magazines in it, one in the pistol grip like a Glock where you would operate with your thumb and then the primary magazine you'd operate with your index finger. Um, we had a real hard time ever making enough of those. Um, we had some challenges with production, so we brought that mold in-house. We're working on a new revision of that, which we'll probably have in the fourth quarter um, through Nordon in Rochester. So Nordon's a great mold house to work with, really, really good quality. Um, came out with the 9 mil billet stuff uh, about three years ago, started selling product. Um, didn't really want to start a firearm company. I uh, My partner uh, kept pushing me to do it. He's like, look, you're everything you're doing, people are making money selling. Why don't you do it for yourself? And I uh, just said, hey, man, you need a couple million dollars to do that. And one day he called me and he said, okay, I got a couple million dollars. Let's do this. And uh, We started the company about four years ago and I kind of had a mentality as well. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it my way. And in terms of my philosophy, which is you do basically three things. You care about your product. You care about your people and you care about your customer experience. And if you can do that, you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. It's just not that hard. And uh, I just figured if you cared enough, uh, the people would figure it out. That's kind of what happened. That's very cool. I mean, Walter, yeah. you, that happens to me and you every day. There's always dudes willing to like partner up with me and drop a couple million. <laughs> not, yeah. Not really. Not, really. <laughs> not me. Maybe maybe Walter. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, well, I haven't had any problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd have, I'd be, you know, I'd have to, I've had people say, hey, you want to do something together? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. As soon as you, you better, you better know that person well, because as soon as money gets involved, weird shit starts happening. Yeah. So, yeah. We've uh, been friends a long time. Um, he's my best friend. And, uh, there were challenges when we were friends before we were business people because mm-hmm, we were yeah. friends and you know how that is. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, now it's been a great, uh, he has a great, uh, he, what he's good at is a good compliment to what I'm good at. So it's been very, it's been a joy to work with him yeah. on this. A business partnership is like a marriage, you know, and you want to make sure that uh, before you get into those kind of things, you can go through the ups and downs, you know? Um, yeah. It's tough for me. I'm so wise and uh, intelligent compared to Walter, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. It's really, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> no, listen, you have to really be able to get along. You have to be able to argue. Just like I would not recommend getting married to someone that you can't, you know, because this is a complete tangent, right? But I always yeah. hear people tell me, me and my wife, we have never had an argument. I was like, oh, okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yes, you have to, I think that's the same thing when you get into business together, right? To, to really be friends, you have to be willing yeah. to like, to, to argue with each other. And at the end of the day, know that that other person across from you is doing this because they love you. They care about you. They want, they have your best interest at heart. So um, I'm pretty sure that you guys didn't randomly get into this thing together. Well, we uh, we have had some real serious disagreements, but the damnedest thing happens. I will in 24 hours, he will come around to the way I see it, and I'll come around to the way he sees it. It's like it's funny. Like initially, we'll be very, you know, passionate about it. We'll have right. real heated arguments sometimes. 
doesn't happen often, but you know, I'm Irish. If you're going to have an argument, you want to do it right. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you're not going to have half an argument. Yeah. So, <laughs> I always tell Lola, I might not be right now, but I will be. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. My, yeah. I will be. What I'm saying might not be right right now, but it will be. <laughs> Is that what you said? Eventually. Eventually? <laughs> yeah. So cool. All right. So you guys, uh, so you started FM products and which I'm going to, um, I'll throw up the website here for people who want to see what the website looks like. Um, it's, uh, fm-products.com. If you guys want to take a look at some of their stuff, if, if you've, if you've heard about them before, if you have some questions or whatever, you can, uh, you can definitely let us know here and, um, and, and we'll relay those questions out there it looks like you've worked with primary arms optics planet brownells uh gs glock store um yep we uh, uh we work surplus, we, we do arms. a lot of uh yeah. we work with amchar we work with Glock store we work with rainier um we work with primary arms brownells mm-hmm. uh many of the bigger uh direct to consumer retailers okay. um and then when i look try- go ahead no, no, we try and do exclusive SKUs so each company can have their own kind of swoosh stripe. That's kind of what we do mm-hmm. um, so that they can have their own lane. That seems mm-hmm. to work well with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, and then when I'm looking here at the site, and as well as there's a, there's an IG that everyone can go to. And if folks out there already have something from you guys, let us know. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know if you have any questions. This would be the perfect time to, no, you can't, uh, you know. Are you good? Can't do that? <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know. This is my first podcast. I'm learning yeah. as I go. Yeah. All right. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, right. Tell yeah. me the rules. That's, yeah. That's probably, that. that's probably, yeah, we can't show anything. What we're showing here is on the website. Got it. You can't touch anything. Really? I, yeah. I, I was still learning. Yeah. So here's what's on the website. So it looks like you guys are making uh nine millimeter nine millimeter carbine basically in the ar pattern yeah. okay that's correct so okay. we do what we're really known we're really known for having the best last round bolt hold open in the industry um mm-hmm. we license it to wilson combat a couple other companies use it mm-hmm. um and uh, it's it's very elegant um a lot one of the main issues is they have all these bent wire or bent sheet metal which does not make a good last round bolt hold open so we mm-hmm. came up with a uh uh, a cam mechanism that uh, basically gives the follower in the magazine a mechanical advantage to rotate the bolt stop. It's extremely effective. Um, mm-hmm. We made a very, very heavy-duty bolt stop in our gun, so we've never actually never had one fail, mm-hmm. which is a pretty, pretty common uh, failure mode for PCCs. Okay, so you guys um, consistently get last round bolt hold open is what you're saying? Yeah, that's what we're known for is our bolt okay. hold open. Okay. Uh, very compelling. Um, yeah. That's that and the poor charging handle. Our uppers are monolithic in appearance. The handguard is is keyed into the upper, so mm-hmm. that when you tighten, when you put the handguard screws on, it guarantees the barrel nut never comes loose. Okay. So you get that slim kind of monolithic look. People seem to to be a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really, it's just it's not um, that complicated. We 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 go the extra mile. We we put the quality in the stuff. We uh, do stupid things like we machine our bolts out of pre-hard material, 4340, which pretty much no one does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can get 4140 for about a buck a bolt and mm-hmm. cost me about $3 for the material. Mm-hmm. We machine it hard, pre-hard, 
Um, and then we uh, do a long duration melanite, so we get a deep penetration. Um, things like a firing pin, our firing pin's made out of S7, uh, and then we put nickel boron on it. Our extractor's S7. We've literally never had an extractor break in all the guns we've sold. Okay. Um, so, yeah. so just stuff like that, we yeah. really care about the yeah. materials and the quality of the product, and that's yeah. been our marketing. You guys might want to get into making some um, some uh, FN scar extractors, right, Walt? Oh, they're junk. <laughs> yeah, that's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah, yeah you got the two thousand dollar rifle, and basically, when it breaks, you got a two thousand dollar extractor. So, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can't I've use heard the that a lot. Um, yeah. and then and when you go, then when you go to the people that are supposedly officially selling the parts for for FN, they don't have any. <laughs> Yeah. They don't have any for months. Yeah, so. So it sounds like you should make an aftermarket extractor for the scar. There's a business opportunity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Only if he knew a guy. Maybe if he knew. Well, I don't know what kind of patents FN has on that extractor or what the deal is. Would be. Yeah, I don't. I'd probably not patent it at all. I, I don't probably. think he could patent that. Yeah. But yeah, oh, I okay. think he'd be happy to have. A, I think FN would be happy to have somebody up providing a solution for their consumers. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Getting upset about that. I think you, t the two of you yeah, guys, I, should get together and make that and call that the Hank extractor. <laughs> Can we just uh, put an AK extractor in it and be done with it? <laughs> Not a bad idea. Well, yeah, that's actually a surprisingly hard part to make. Yeah, uh, AK extractors are very hard mm -hmm. to make, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I've made those too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so those are a pain. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll never make another AK. Huh. They're they're near impossible to manufacture. They're near impossible to inspect, and mm. they're uh, the prints really? are near impossible to understand. Okay. And then you don't know you have a bad part until the whole gun's assembled. Mm. It's uh, it's a nightmare. I wouldn't yeah. build AK to save my life. We should maybe yeah. we should get into that here, Walt. You want to get into what? the like he uh, Paul saying that you'll you'll never make AKs again. So what uh, can you talk oh, about? No, what no, AK no. You I made? mean, he, he said he'll never make AKs. Oh, okay. Did you ever no, I mean, you I made would, you made an AK at some point or no? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. We I've designed several AKs, many mm -hmm. many AKs on the market. I've designed the whole gun. Mm -hmm. um, Mini guns. Mm -hmm. um, that's it. Okay, so let's let's go. Let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. um, we designed an AK, and the customer was bringing an AK to the market, and there and before they went into production, they wanted six guns to run twenty thousand rounds full auto, and that was their standard before they cut a PO. Okay. So the guns were. We did a metallurgy test on a Russian AK, and the closest material that we could find for the bolt, the carrier, and the trunnion was forty three forty, which is some material I really like. Probably why I make my bolts out of it. Mm -hmm. And I figured, well, if it's good enough for AKs, that's what we should do. So we made a forged trunnion, a forged carrier, and a forged bolt, and then it's secondary machining. And we we made those parts based on um, a, a, an original Russian AK that we reverse engineered. Very mm -hmm. time consuming. Okay. Um, those first those first um, those first twenty guns we those first twenty guns we would do we we tested the first six. We would take 20 mags, fully load them, run full auto until the barrels would get red hot. We'd let it cool and we'd repeat. We did that until we hit 20,000 rounds. We didn't lose headspace. We didn't have a malfunction. The guns were perfect. I got paid. I left. Then they, at some point, they decided that it was too expensive to make guns that way. And they decided, well, we're going to try and cast them 
out of 8620 <laughs> to save money. And the rest is history. Yeah. So why uh, that, is that? that so like, yeah. So for for someone like myself, Walt, who doesn't understand the metals here, why was that a bad thing? Well, uh, well, no. Let let him explain. That. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Paul. Well, when you when you forge material, you are forcing more material in the same amount of space, and therefore have a denser piece of steel. It's much stronger. Mm -hmm. And it, what happens is that a molecular level, the grains of the metal, they align themselves in a different way than if you extrude them in a bar or cast them. Mm -hmm. So in terms of strength, there's no stronger way to make a firearm part than to forge it because mm -hmm. you're forcing the material together. The material's also under load, which is helpful when you're machining it. Mm -hmm. So what people do is they try to find ways, they, they're like, I wanna make, Cheap. the downfall of this <laughs> industry is when people try and save money. Mm -hmm. I wanna make more money. They're short, they're short game, you know? mm -hmm. uh, I'm a long game guy. And they found a way to cast these parts, and they used a material. Then the manufacturer didn't want to do 4340, so they did 8620 because there would be no handwork. When you cast 8620, you don't have to do any secondary operations like tumble or blast to make the surfaces look smooth. Mm -hmm. The grain structure on 8620 is very fine, so when you cast it, the surface finish looks really good. If you use a premium material and you cast it, you might get a rough surface finish that would require somebody to lay their hands on it. So the, the, the manufacturer made a decision to deviate. The, the, con, the person who contracted me to design the AK made a decision to try and save money to cast the parts. So mm -hmm. they made independent decisions. They put the AK together and then they had problems, which right. I would expect, right? Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. sure you would too, right? So yeah. casting it, is, it wasn't up cast, to the spec of what, what you designed it to be. No, if you cast it, you're going to have a... For that, it's not a good application. You just can't mm -hmm. cast AK parts and have them work well. Some mm -hmm. parts you can do uh, successfully. Front sight base, uh, maybe even the gas block. There are some parts that you can cast successfully, but definitely mm -hmm. not the trunnion, the bolt, and the barrel. Okay, okay. No uh, way around it. I mean, the reason why that sounds interesting to me, right, and and you both of you guys manufacture stuff, that's why mm – -hmm. Uh, Lola thought it would be cool to, to have you both come on here at the same time since, uh, you know, this is your first time, obviously, Paul. Walter, yes. he's old hand at this, you know. Um, but the thing that's interesting to me is, like, I thought AKs were easy to make, that dudes can make them in caves well, <laughs> somewhere. What's... No? Well, over, over, over in the old country, first thing, they don't have... 100 axis CNC machines. Mm -hmm. They no. do that one machine does one op, it goes to the next machine, it does another op. They might have 20 machines making that making that one part. Mm -hmm. 50, 50 operations, 50 people to make the bolt at Blishnikov Concern, and they're all women. Mm. All of the women do the women, each bolt, there's a, there's a single operation someone does, they hand it to the next person, person. they do an operation, they hand it mm -hmm. to the next person. There's 50 people in a line making a bolt, and they've been doing it. They've been trained to do it over and over again. And you're it's saying the, that that's what makes it good, right? That's what makes well, those well, parts better. They that they've no. What makes it good is that they had unlimited time and money and resources to yeah. create a process to do this, and they got good. Anybody given enough time and money can get good at anything. Mm -hmm. And they and they it was a it was a state run program. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, and they, it, I'm sure it took them a long time to get good running guns. 
Mm-hmm. Um, very difficult thing to make. Very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Go ahead, Walt. No, and once again, the the first AKs they had problems with the first AKs. So, but the, the Russians can go to Egypt and set up a factory, and the Egyptians can make them. <laughs> they can. Set, the Chinese can make them. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's not a it's not a it's not a thing that we can't make them. It always turns into this thing that somebody tries to cheapen it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and 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 you're gonna exactly right. As exactly soon as you right. start trying to cheapen things, you're gonna try to do things. Uh, fast as you can, as cheap as you can, and then you're gonna, you might get lucky and get by with it. But like in that, that I, I probably knew who you're talking about in some of this stuff because I've seen some of these cast trunnions and stuff, and they're scary. So, uh oh, uh oh, Walt. I don't know if we're thinking the same thing, but go ahead. Yeah, let's. Yeah, no, we don't have to. Huh? Say that um, again. I'm sure we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I'm sure he know. I'm sure he knows exactly who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> The, the, but, the problem uh, is, is they'll work initially. Like the problem is when you do. So we were doing test fire. Went to another company. We did AK parts. When you do test fire, you'll do test fire every day. Where you might shoot. You'll be in a shoot room and you'll do twenty thousand rounds and you'll check headspace all all apart all along the day. Um, that's really hard work, man. That's really hard work doing that for six months, shooting twenty thousand rounds a day. People think that's fun. It's not. Being in a shoot room, just in a, with a snail, shooting rapid firing, it's it's yeah. awful. It's awful. Um, mm-hmm. And you can have a gun that'll run okay for a thousand rounds, and then you'll have problems, or two thousand rounds, and then you'll have problems. Mm-hmm. It can you can be very very deep into development when people are trying to save money, and you'll think it's working. You'll get the wrong impression, and you may go into production and ship product. Only to find out after products made it out there to the world that it's that it's problematic. Yeah. So you can learn a lot from what not to do when you work with for some companies. Many things I've learned was what not to do. Yeah. Uh, but Walter's right. I mean, as soon as you start cutting corners and trying to save money, you're it may work for a time and they'll get the impression it's good and they'll like They'll, they'll hit the gas pedal, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the world will find out. Yeah. And then gets one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, he puts those talking. hands on it. Yes, yes exactly. So, yeah. so um, let me let me ask this. Um, and by the way, smash the thumbs ups out there, guys. I think we're gonna we're gonna, we're, we're we're like warming up to a pretty good conversation here. So you guys mentioned, I think you both mentioned it. I know Walter just said it that the problem comes up when um, trying to make it cheap. So uh, an AK, so let's say a good quality AK made in America, do you have an idea of what that should cost? Because like how cheap are they, how much money are they trying to save off of that AK is what I'm wondering that's creating that problem. Is it 20 bucks or? That's a a difficult thing to answer because Mm -hmm. if I am a company who doesn't have a machine shop and I have to pay a machine shop, that machine shop has to turn a profit too. So there's an extra layer in there. I Mm -hmm. make parts for myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm I'm at an I'm at a different advantage than a company that buys parts for someone else. Mm-hmm. So my price is going to be different because I make parts for myself. Okay, that's when you find the best quality. Is if you're making parts for yourself and you're the end user and you're the consumer, you're likely to get better quality parts. So okay. some a, 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 any company that's paying a machine shop to make their stuff and they're trying to compete, they're at a disadvantage. Um, so let's start with that. Okay, it takes. No one knows how much capital it takes to start a firearm company. And there are people out there that are 
mortgaging their house for an injection mold because they have an idea. And then by the time they're six months into production before they've got their first check. Mm -hmm. So they've lost. By yeah. the, the wife has already divorced you. You lost the dog. Exactly, man. <laughs> Climbing the last five feet is the hardest part. No yeah. one really understands what it takes to bring something to the market. Yeah. You know, it's so let's start with that. So mm -hmm. you've got to have extremely deep product mm -hmm. pockets to really bring a good quality product to market. I'm sure Walter would agree. It's very expensive. When you're talking about a complete firearm, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, if you're just making one little widget, it's not so much, but. Um, really? I would estimate $5 million to be in production and make a quality AK to bring it to market. If you are going to bring it, if you are going to do it in the U.S. or reverse engineer it, do it right and make your own forgings and everything. Tooling alone, I, I would say $5 million to do it right is what yeah. I would estimate. And that's wow. a lot of money. Wow. Okay. But the so the part of like trying to say of what it should cost comes comes down to a lot of different well, things. It, I can tell you what the bill of materials was and what they were selling it for back then. We were mm -hmm. trying to sell it for uh, under three hundred dollars, and the gun was going to sell for six hundred dollars. So the end user, so it would cost. They were trying to procure it for around three hundred bucks. It's doable. It's doable yeah. if you're good. Mm -hmm. If you're good, at, if you if you paid for the tooling, it's it's possible. To, to to have the cost of an AK be around three hundred dollars mm -hmm. and sell it for six hundred bucks and so, make some money. Because what I'm trying to understand here, Walt, and and you could tell me if I'm wrong, just in like how I'm approaching this, right? Because I'm thinking as a consumer, if I want an AK made in America, like why are they trying to cut corners to bring it down in in that bracket? Like why wouldn't I pay instead of six hundred, six fifty, and get a good American made AK? Why are they trying to Chop that. Is that am I crazy? Well, I, if I can make a hundred dollars more on each gun, then okay, you know, I'm gonna try to, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying well, me, but that's yeah. that's that thing, you know. That's if I philosophy. can squeeze out 25 more dollars, that means I go on vacation sooner, okay? Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah. I mean everybody's trying to make helicopter money, right? Yeah, Hank, it isn't, it isn't they're gonna sell it for what the market is willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. so, it isn't what it's cost or what it's worth to the end. You're thinking of it as a consumer. A manufacturer is going to say, how much can I charge it and have people still want to buy, right? Well, because, so, okay. On this, a regular basis, buy. And yeah. Buy, but, if, you, if you have the $1,200 AK, that's not for everybody. Everybody's not going to buy a $1,200 AK. But if you've got a $600 good AK, people will yeah. buy it. People will well, spend the money. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. this didn't happen to me because here's the thing. Like, I'm, I guess I'm seeing it from the consumer point of view. And as a consumer, so as a consumer of guns, you buy a gun, what are you supposed to do if it's a piece of crap? You know, you can't you can't take it back to Walmart and go, listen, Walmart, this piece of crap. I want my money back. I'm out of here. That's not how it works in the gun world. You're now stuck with that. And if it's known to be a piece of crap, it, it, it went from you spending, you know, let's say you spent 500 bucks on it or 550 or 600 or whatever. Right. You spent 600 bucks. It's not worth that. If you try to sell it on to someone, it has a bad name. No one's going to want it. So you, you're losing all of that money. Um, I remember I had this this issue. There was a manufacturer of ARs. This is not an AK thing, but uh, and I've and I've probably seen some of this stuff you guys are talking about when it comes to AKs. But this one I experienced personally. There was someone making ARs. They kind of got in at the end of the AR thing, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna make these ARs, 
and we're just going to say that they're high end and we'll be able to sell them for 1200 bucks. <laughs> so they showed me this these ARs in the factory and I'm looking at it and I pick up I pick up I, first of all when I'm looking at it I don't see 1200 bucks. And then when I handle it and I'm pulling the charging handle and it's all gritty, it doesn't feel like 1200 bucks. When I when I test the trigger, the trigger is sticking. Yeah. On the release, I'm like this is not this is not 1200 bucks. Don't do this. And they just thought I was crazy and didn't want to talk to me anymore. So, well, like, I'm, sure, I'm sure um, everyone wants to have a firearm company. Everyone thinks it's going to be easy. I'm sure mm -hmm. Hank knows 100 people. I mean, uh, Walter knows 100 people like that. Mm -hmm. That he's met that say, I want to I want to have a firearm company. Everyone, yeah, I want to do that, too. I want to do like you do. This industry is a meat grinder, man. And if you don't have some connections and if you're not you're not good at manufacturing. You got you got a tough hill to climb. How are you supposed to how are you supposed to compete with your and ARs with Bravo Company, right? They they make a great gun. I mean, they've earned their reputation. How are you going to compete with that? What I'm going to be a new guy, and I'm going to say I'm better than Bravo Company? Who's going to? Why would I believe that? You know what I mean? They've they've earned their reputation, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Walt. No, I mean, the AR. I would never. Well. The only way you can make it doing AR-15s is unless, is if you're doing something really different, because mm -hmm. everybody makes an AR-15. Because anybody can make anybody can make an AR-15. To be quite honest with you, that's what I everyone mean, you, says, but it, that's it, not exactly it, it, true. It, but I get it. You, you yeah. drop, well, I mean, you can if you dropped enough money in my pockets, I could be a, a, a major AR manufacturer tomorrow. Okay. All right. I have to do is just buy the parts. Right. That doesn't so, mean that it's going to be anything anybody's going to buy. It's not going to be radically different or right, it's anything. It's going to be a regular yeah. old gun that the yeah. parts are off the shelf. Yeah. So the only thing you might have, I guess, is what you guys are saying, is if you could come in and go, hey, we can make this cheaper. But if you're making it cheaper, you better be making it just I, as good or better. I'm to, not, to I will never, listen, I'll never do a $400 gun. They can, they, they can have that section of the market. They, I, don't, I don't want any part of it. Whoa. You cannot do anything of decent quality and produce a $400 gun. I'm saying it here and now. If you, there is no way you can produce a quality, a, a good quality gun that will go bang every time if you're selling an AR the sub $400. I'm sorry. There's just none of them out there that I, I – a $300 AR, you're going to get what you pay for. I really believe that. Okay. Um, Walter, do you, you want to counter that? You can feel free yeah, to counter I mean, that. You know, you, if you want okay. you, you uh, yeah i know you might get something that shoots but it's not going to yeah. be uh, uh, you know i don't know how you say it i, I mean <laughs> it might not be up to snuff so for example walt like you you're you're a manufacturer so if you got something that was a good deal which i've seen you do this before you can work it and fix stuff but the average guy out there can't fix that oh well, yeah and, yeah, and yeah, once yeah. you burn that guy he's done with you yeah, yeah once you, once your ar stops extracting or it's doubling yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or you know, and the, some of the sure. simplest things in the world, some people are completely befuddled over, you mm -hmm. know, because they don't know any better. So what do you do? Mm -hmm. You know, then you know, it's it's kind of like having a car that doesn't run and you don't know what how to fix it. You just throw money at it. Yeah, uh, right. Let's exactly. replace this part. Let's replace that part. Let's replace this part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and also it's just think about the consumer that's buying a twelve hundred dollar gun and the consumer that's buying a four hundred dollar gun. Mm -hmm. The consumer that's buying a twelve hundred dollar gun. He's not gonna fret if something goes wrong. He'll reach. He'll reach out to the company and get it fixed. Mm -hmm. That guy that bought that four hundred dollar gun, 
he he probably put fifty dollars a paycheck away. It means something very different to him, right? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it, that's that customer is entitled to be really pissed mm-hmm. if he's a blue collar guy and that money was hard to come by if his gun doesn't run. I, I I'm gonna tend to take his side, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are some good three hundred eight dollar ARs. I just haven't seen them. I don't mm-hmm. know where they are. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, so I know people are like calling out names and stuff. Uh, sometimes I think what we see, so this is a, is it, I guess we could call it a strategy, right? There's some companies that make something that they really should be selling for about 600 bucks. Just I'm just using it as an example. They make something that they should be selling for 600 bucks, but they sell it sometimes at 400 bucks uh, because to destroy the competition. <laughs> You're exactly right, and uh, that brings up another thing. Uh-huh. You know, if you're, well, there's yeah. whole. It's like who's buying your what distributors buying your guns. Like if I'm selling my guns to mm-hmm. a wholesaler, they got to sell to a dealer. They got to sell to a mom and pops, and then you have this whole other side of the market where a company like Brownells and Primary Arms are just selling to consumers. So there's nothing they mm-hmm. like. Primary Arms is is they will take a lower margin than many other distributors. They're happy with some percentage, 10% less, and therefore mm-hmm. their retail price is less and they move more volume. So yeah. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah, um, it looks like Walter yeah. got food. You got food I there, got Walter? I got cookies that you, you said. The, you said cookies. Look at that, look at that. You're yeah, welcome, now. you're Walter's welcome. Wife, uh, what she what's she get? Paul, Paul, said, Paul said his wife. You can eat it. on the show too. I, I, a lot of times I eat dinner right on the show too, so don't, don't feel shy. Um, no, Paul just told his wife. His wife gave him cookies. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the, oh, they are. Oh my god, they're right here. <laughs> what you've got right. cookies over there? I do have cookies over there. Oh, right. Oh, oh, right. Let's see. Okay, show us the cookies again. By the way, angle your camera down just a little bit because we're seeing a little bit too much of the roof. If you could point. There you go. Okay, yeah. So where's your cookies? Let's see. You got little tiny. Those are baby cookies. But they're crispy, though. They're little crispy ones. Listen, my Look wife, did, my wife cookie. did a very good job of buying these. Okay, these are homemade. So. These are homemade by Oh, wow. No, that's not going to happen here, Walter. You did good. You did good. My wife can order one hell of a dinner, though. She's great about it. Listen, kudos to your wife. She's been helping you even before we started the show. Yes, she's She's a good, she's a strong she's, woman. Um, Listen, she deserves better, Walter. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> one one problem with selling guns too cheap. When you sell guns for four hundred dollars, people are gonna expect guns for four hundred dollars. Well, yeah, you, so, you're now setting a new and, price, right? All of a sudden, guns are. If your price jumps up all of a sudden, they're gonna go. Well, wait a minute. I don't want yeah. that six hundred and fifty dollar gun. I want that four hundred dollar gun. Yeah. Well, that becomes that becomes the price. You know, yeah. look, you know, one of the things about this market right now is I hope it'll reset what consumers think is reasonable when when it stabilizes. Um, um, hold on one second. Lola is trying to give me some help. Lola is trying to give me some healthy cookies. Oh, OK, geez. Lola, here. <laughs> what did you I'd do, rather right? die. I'd rather die than are you, eat the are you healthy cookies. Is she giving you some healthy biscuits? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, Lola. Fiber biscuits. Fiber biscuits. That's what they're Yeah, doing. there's extra fiber in there. No thanks. <laughs> That's just what I... Razor JB says, Lola, get heck some cookies. Yeah, real <laughs> cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, forget about it. 
I mean, that's what I would rather take uh, Paul's little tiny cookies from Keebler Elves. They're than, pretty good, though. I'm not mad at them. Yeah, uh, there's nothing okay. wrong with that. Yeah, but, okay. I'm sorry. Where were we? We are completely back to the gun track. thing. Yeah. So, so now in this market we're in right now, you're in a you're in a seller's market right now. Yeah. Because and mm-hmm. and and everybody has raised their prices a little bit. Even oh, even yeah. the cheap guys have raised their prices. And that's and because of production, they, they right? They that's should. I mean, but also like the this the, like they cannot keep up. Production cannot keep right. up with the current demand, right? Well, it, yeah. It, it's not that, but like I'm paying twice what I was paying a year ago for buffer tubes and charging handles. My price doubled. Mm. My okay. price for selectors doubled. Like I, mm. anything, I make everything in-house with the exception of like um, triggers, hammers, disconnectors, selectors, and springs. Everything yeah. else I make okay. in-house, except for buffer tubes and charging handles. Those, those things all went up. I had to, I hate, in fact, I lowered prices for three years. We found ways to lower prices um, on our, on our product, um, which helped a lot, but we, mm-hmm. we had to raise the price a little, um, but a consumer won't really, I don't, not sure a consumer will see that because they're buying things at retail. So, uh, instead of, uh, when you're buying at map or minimum advertised price, it's very competitive. Um, and people notice the, the slightest change in price, $10, $20. But when everyone's selling at retail, the distributors right now are absor- absorbing that price increasing and just selling things at retail, which is what we negotiated because I don't want to raise the price on my stuff for mm-hmm. consumer, which people do in these markets. Yeah. Um, let me uh, so let me get into this real quick because uh, Flying Rich gave us uh, a couple of bucks here. He says, "Why is an FN five seven twelve hundred dollars and a Ruger five seven is six hundred dollars?" Go ahead, Walt. You you're ready to take this. He one. answered his own question. <laughs> FN. Ruger. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Why is different, a scar different, different brand? Why names. is a scar? Mm-hmm. Why is a scar two thousand dollars? I guarantee you. I, and I'm I'm be very. I could build that scar and sell it for a thousand dollars. You could. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing. Money. There is nothing crazy high tech about a scar. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most simplest designs I've ever seen. Besides that goofy buttstock, the boot. Yeah. But mm-hmm. and the molds for that are crazy. But mm-hmm. making extrusion is not that expensive. You yeah. pay for the die. Well, they can't extrude. even be consistent with the polymer color, which is kind of weird. Well, that's all. That's that's it purposeful. That's not. Oh, it's deliberate. Okay. Well, I mean, they a, don't care. You're going to buy it. It's a French design right? kind of thing. Is that? You're going to buy it whether it matches or not, right? Yeah. The French well, dudes get paid more, I guess. Or, no, that, it's not from. Well, what is it from? Is it Belgium? Yes. Yeah. There's something to be said. For what the brand they've developed, that because people are willing to spend two thousand dollars on that gun. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I mean, I I can't do that. I won't do that. Mm-hmm. I'll never be that company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm I, if they can do it and people will buy it for two thousand dollars, maybe they're the smart ones. I'm not, I don't own a scar. I'm not going to buy one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have two. I mean, huh? Yeah. You have two. Yeah. Did you get but, those at a on a special deal, Walter? Well, I didn't buy them during crazy times. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, uh-huh. I don't buy during crazy times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> I've learned it's, it's, it'll come back down eventually, and mm-hmm. and there'll be sales. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, so I think that's the thing. Yes, it's uh, ah, man, it's it is a thing. It's happening. It's happening. That's you know, this is a this is a thing that's going on in the industry. I've seen companies like that that are making things. So, for example, I've seen that when it comes to um, 
some of the guys out there that, uh, like someone mentioned Hudson. (laughs) (laughs) You see, Hudson came about, they started selling their stuff during the worst possible time. Mm -hmm. It it was in one of these gluts. Mm -hmm. It was when, when, um, when, when AKs were, well, AK, well, AKs, well, I'm going to use that example because, but when stuff was so cheap, you know, because these people just had to move product, Hudson pops out with a $1,200 pistol. And I'm thinking to myself, how in the hell are they going to sell these things? Yeah. Well, it's got a nice box. You know, it looks yeah. like an Apple box. Right. It's it's amazing <laughs> marketing. It's like, yeah. Very, very elegant marketing. Yeah. Um, very but, expensive marketing. But you have to be able to, you know, I mean, you have to understand who you're selling to as well, you know. And a lot of guys would have rather had um like instead of that being 1200 bucks they would have rather had that come in a paper bag and pay 600 bucks or 700 bucks or something like that yeah and so like i i believe this is public knowledge but um and i could be wrong so just Mm -hmm. you know take what i'm saying with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. but i think they had 12 uh, 10 million dollars in investment Mm -hmm. 10 million dollars in investment in that company to produce 600 guns 600 is what I believe made it to the market. It, you know, wow. I, I mean, I, I can't, there, there's, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. You know, um, the extractors, I guess we're breaking on those too, from what I heard. Right. Um, they had some, yeah, that's a whole nother nightmare. I know they had some issues <laughs> with what they put out there. They had issues that people, I'm not sure if it's 600 guns went out and I know there's still, there's guns floating around out there. They're still brand new that no one's like maybe stores have them or something like that. But uh, there were people who sent stuff back and then never got those guns back before they went out of business. So those people completely lost their money. At least the folks that have them still have them. And then I know there were parts that went out there that um, I think, I forgot the name of the company. Uh, who who was it? Someone was making those parts for them, like you said. In Arizona? Yes, yeah, I'm familiar with Yeah, um, yeah they're Babyface. Yeah, Babyface. Yeah. KER owed yeah, a lot of K-E. money. They were they were owed over a million dollars, I think. Yeah, K E really took a bath on that one. And Babyface has made some videos about um, this thing, you know, because he bought one and K E Arms had some replacement parts out there and stuff like that. It's a it's a nightmare what happened there. But yes, they got caught. There are comp- people who, especially people jumping in for the first time into the industry, they get caught up in the glitz and the glam. You know, of we're just going to pay off everyone. All the magazines will say how awesome we are. We'll get like the top spot in SHOT Show and do all of this, you know. And, but, but ultimately, you have to deliver something that people are going to buy enough of that you could at least get a good return on investment, even though you lose some money, I think, right, in the beginning yeah. of putting things yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I find that very infuriating when I see companies um, – spend a ton of money on marketing and put a subpar product on the market. I mean, there's some really, really crappy product in some really good packaging I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that makes me laugh, you know, um, that really infuriates me. I, I really care about the money people spend on my product. Mm-hmm. You know, our thing is it's better for less. It's just not, it's not a, a difficult thing to, for a consumer to figure out mm-hmm. if we're, if we have a product that's better and it's half what our competitors are selling it for. We're going to sell a lot of product. Yeah. So, Mr. Lovell says it was a cool gun. It just flew too close to the sun, so to speak. That's from Mr. Lovell, which I think is true. And Kermit Loves Bacon says, good evening, all. 
FM as in uh, Foxtrot Mike stuff. Yes, that's who we have here. Um, and Brian Quick, I'm just getting some comments in here real quick. Uh, Brian Quick says, H&K milks the German surgical engineered weapons mystique for every penny they can get. They are good weapons, however. Yeah. Uh, the, you know. yeah, yeah, I just don't, I don't like HK. I don't like the company um, in terms of that kind of image they put out there. Because I think it's a branding thing that they have, like, we don't care about the lowly civilians. We build yeah. this for the real operators. We're too, we're too good yeah. for you. Sure. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so that would be my problem with HK. But, yes, they do make cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, 416, 417 is cool stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I know um, some, you know, high-speed, low-drag guys that really love that stuff. Um, I don't own one, again. Uh, mm -hmm. I still think they're cool. I probably wouldn't buy one. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I, 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 la I can laugh about HK making an AR-15. Mm -hmm. Well, 416 is kind of an AR-15. Like, yeah, what's I your what, what's your what's your problem with the uh, with the uh, HK AR-15, Walt? Let's let's. Deep oh, I just find in. it funny the Germans the Germans have, in their superiority, yes, make the lowly AR-15. Mm -hmm. Now it's gas it's ga it's piston operated and all that stuff and it yeah. has it's been it's been the wand has went over the top of it with the HK wand. Right. Well, well still, they, it's, it's, it's an AR-15. Mm -hmm. It's overly complicated. We we help reverse engineer. Uh, how can I say this? We help Brownell. Brownell's brought in a bunch of 416 and 417 kits, Pardon and me, yeah. PWS and FM work together to produce the parts that couldn't be made. Things like bolts and barrels, so they could complete those kits. We also made the low receivers. So we, um, I have some familiarity with those kits. I will say this: the machining is absolutely beautiful on a. Um, on a on a on an H and K stuff, they they spare no expense on the machining, but at the end of the day, I would probably prick uh, I'd probably pick up Bravo Company rifle over one if I had to. I don't know what it wasn't that I couldn't justify the expense. It, you know, if it was a thousand bucks instead of three thousand bucks, I Maybe. may be over the edge. There's I mean, been, I couldn't spend thirty two hundred dollars. I think it was for a four sixteen parts kit. And then when you put it together, it's still not an HK. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to... Uh, go ahead. Ask your question, actually. Walter, would you spend 1000 bucks on a 416? If you could buy one? A parts kit? A complete? No, just a gun. You could oh, buy a whole gun. gun? Yeah, a whole gun, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth $1,000. Mm -hmm. I would have bought... I would have I paid $1,000 for a parts kit. Yeah, I think... Go ahead, Walt. Just, just, just to see. I just for the library, as I call it, just to see the parts. I think these are the two <laughs> things. Like, I think you. So, first of all, you may have to separate like us, and I'm not trying to be, you know, funny about this or whatever. But I think you have to separate You're some jaded. of the guys. That's like, what you are. You're jaded. That's well, no, no, no. You got to separate Walter, for example, from the. You can't say Walter's not the average buyer. You know he's uh, he's a diehard gun guy. He co he collects guns. I think it's sure. not the only thing he collects, but you know that's why you're <laughs> you're racking up stuff. But if you look at the uh, the average guy out there who's buying this stuff, and, and there's people who buy a lot of guns, but they can't necessarily drop that much on that gun yeah. and not really feel it. You know, and and, I mean, and if they do that one time 
or maybe twice as a burn, they're not going back there. To, like I've been burned with, um, and Walter knows about this. I bought a, I, I always wanted integrally suppressed AR, right? Yeah. I wanted an integrally suppressed AR. So I bought one from so, yeah. uh, Daniel so, yeah. Defense. Okay, $3,500. Integrally okay, suppressed. Integrally suppressed AR. It's it's cool, but a lot of that money went into so that I get so that it has a the the stock has Daniel Defense branding on it, and this thing has whatever on it. And so I said to myself, okay, let me see if I could build up my own integrally suppressed. I went and got uh, uh, built up an upper. Like I got some parts, sent them to Liberty, and put a whole gun together for I don't know maybe fifteen hundred bucks. That's you know. Integrally suppressed, (laughs) and in a lot, and in a lot of ways, it's quieter. It's better. I like it. I don't feel as burned by what I paid for the Daniel Defense. And I'm not trying to say it's not good, right? Um, And there's a lot of people I know that stand by that. Like I have a whole video with Reed Henrik's talking about how he own he, you know, Daniel Defense. That's his thing. But he, but he didn't get the integrally suppressed one. And to me, when I ask them stuff like, hey. How come you guys are, you know, selling the complete guns? How about a skeletonized one where I don't pay for the stock right. and all this other branding stuff? Yeah, sure. and they're like, yeah. we're not, we're not going to do that because this is all about our branding. So you got to buy the whole. Yeah, and that kind of like burns you eventually when you realize, uh, okay, <laughs> do I really need to yeah. do that? No, I don't. Well, I I still think there's a lot of people. I still think there's plenty of people in the market. Who will buy multiple two or three thousand dollar guns? I know yeah. those guys. There's a lot of those guys out yeah. there. The problem with that is that is the weakest segment of the market. When the market's yeah. good, they'll sell guns, mm-hmm. and the market's bad, that section of the market will die off. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a good quality gun for six hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you can sell in any market. Yeah, that's for your diehard guys. Like I had a friend who, and I've done some videos with him. This dude doesn't buy any gun. That doesn't have FN on it. <laughs> Seriously, too bad. Yeah, and he's uh, yeah, he's he's rocking and rolling like that, right? He's got that kind of money. Everything has FN. I met him at the range when I used to go to the range all the time to shoot. And basically, he comes there and everything's got FN, all FN branding. Probably wears FN socks. That's just how, you know. That's yeah. just how he rolls. But yeah, you're yeah. right. That's not a very strong part of the market, though. Well, I think I think some guys need a three thousand dollar gun to be cool. You know what I mean? I uh, mm-hmm. I just never needed a. I just never been my thing. You see, it was the same thing with motorcycle. Some guys need that motorcycle to be cool. I just I don't. It's just not my thing. Yeah. You know? Are you a motorcycle guy? I used to have a motorcycle shop. I used to restore classic Japanese bikes, and oh. I would sell them back to the Japanese. Believe it or not. Very <laughs> cool. Very I was cool. Yeah, oh. a long time ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So the. Uh, yeah. I get 69 to 76 Honda CP750s uh-huh. or yeah. Kawasaki 900s, and we'd restore yeah. them and we'd cool. put them in shipping containers. You, you, ever, you ever built any cafe racers? I've had thousands of motorcycles in my life. I've got a bunch in my garage now. Okay. I don't ride anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of bikes. I, I really, uh, I like the old. I like, I like them all. They all have, they all have beauty, and they all speak to me. Mm-hmm. I don't really ride anymore. I got too many people that are relying on me. Mm-hmm. to get hurt. 
So Understood. I don't think I'm on the right Understood. Walter Walter is into uh he's on a his mini bike obsession kick right now. I just Walter. bought I just bought two very classic dirt bikes. I bought a Sorry about that. A nineteen eighty one CR four fifty. Ooh, that'll kill you dead. Yeah. And oh yeah, that's a neck breaker. Yeah. No, you and, better have a neck brace, dude. I'm telling you right now. And a nineteen seventy eight Mako four hundred. Those are both they're those machines. Are really, they're machines. Really, yeah. 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 But it was yeah. it was a it was one of these deals I couldn't pass up. I mean it was just incredibly cheap. And the, mm-hmm. the Mako was from the original owner. I don't know if the CR, he was the original owner, but he bought the Mako when he was like 20-something, brand new. So mm-hmm. Yeah, those are very, both very, very fast bikes. Yep. yep. Yeah. With, not, with, with not very good brakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As dudes, yeah. I think we all have some mechanical obsessions, you know. Um, yeah. Your cars, huh? Yeah, I'm into cars. I'm into cars and stuff like that, you know. Just What's use stuff. Car? Just use stuff, huh? What's your favorite car if you were going to have one? My favorite car, if I was going to have one, I probably, I, if, if money was not an object, I'd probably have a Bugatti Chiron, something like that. Um, That's my kind of thing. Yeah. I believe in all wheel drive, you know, mid engine. I'm that kind of dude. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's how I roll. (laughs) So I like the, huh? Hootie who in the chat saying he used to have a 1972 Honda CT70 four speed. Okay, very nice. Very <laughs> and those nice. are very collectible now, by the way, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like co- I like that. Look, I have a Suzuki Samurai from 1990. Yeah, Suzuki uh, Samurai. I I had one brand new. I bought one brand new back yeah. in the day. So. Yeah. So I've got uh I've got um what what is it called here, Walter? Vintage vintage plates on mine. <laughs> Yeah. Florida. <laughs> Classic tag. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, vintage because it's 1990, 30 years old. Florida says 30. I don't know about Idaho what it, it is to get the... I think, uh, I think it's the same. It's the same, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm into those kinds of things. Right now I'm kind of driving like a used Volkswagen, but, you know. That's okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> a used Volkswagen, yeah, right, you're driving them. <laughs> Actually, my, my car is an R8. I have an Audi R8. Uh, you know, I like the German engineering. That's kind of my thing, even though we're talking bad about um, HK or whatever. No, and it's, no, no. It's, not, it's not that I don't like HK stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do like, you know, the MP5s and yeah. the MP5K. There's yeah. MP5K, there's nothing. Yeah. Aside, from, aside from last shot hold open, that is one of the best guns there is, period. Yeah. Um, MP7 is amazing. MP5 is amazing. Yeah. yeah. MP5 is probably um, MP5 is probably on every single gun guy's top five list. I guarantee yeah. you, MP5 is there. It's got to yeah. be. You know. And if you got, and if you got to use it for work, it runs. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, if you got if it's for real, I mean it's real work, not mm-hmm. not yeah. not shooting mm-hmm. at the range. Yeah, it runs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. double taps, yeah. double taps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're a magic show. And MP7 too. MP7 They're both yeah. amazing. Yeah, and if a company comes out now, I know there's guys making clones of those, right? And they're more obviously more affordable than the HK. But let's say like PSA actually drops that um, that PSA five or whatever it's going to be called, the clone of that, and that comes in at a good price, then they're going to sell some. Oh. You know, especially, I mean, you know, we want to make sure it's it's functional and everything, which right. hopefully will be. Go ahead, Walter. Wait, wait a few years. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll know. You'll know. It's so good in the beginning. So I'm you'll, know, 
You'll know pretty quick whether yeah. it's is or not because somebody will get it and run yeah. five thousand rounds through it in the first week. I so. think that's why it hasn't come out yet. I think that's why. Like I think they're trying to make sure that they don't run into that same Rob, issue. They don't run into a Robs. Yeah, because they know guys yeah, are waiting. Guys are just waiting out there to put five thousand rounds through it. Let me ask you this: Do you mm-hmm. think, let's say, a company launches a gun and it's not vetted? And it goes out into the market, and the mm-hmm. market gets rid of that, mm-hmm. and you get a stink on you. Can you ever get that stink off of you? Um, not not hundred percent. Not hundred percent. No, I don't think you ever stink off you'll, you. You'll always have people, and and you're gonna see it in the chat. I'll never you'll always have people that'll go like, "Oh, they're still piece of shit." You mm-hmm. know, and it's like, well, I mean, and you know what? You know what I say is, any company given enough time can get good at something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, and the problem is, is that given enough time, they can get good at any company can get good if they screw up in the beginning. The problem is, will the market forgive and forget? I don't think they will. No, you can you can go you can go a certain way for that if you deal with the market straight up. So if we're talking about uh, whether we're talking about like mechanical issues with the gun or even political issues with some companies where they say the wrong thing or make some of the wrong moves, I think you can you can build that back um, if you really work on it and you're honest and straightforward with it. But it's not easy. You're right. It's not an easy thing. It's better to make to perfect that gun as much as you can before you put it out. Well, look, I always tell my cut my consume my customers you know i have pissed off customers once in a while mm-hmm. and i uh, you know i always say there's no company that that does everything is perfect every company makes mm-hmm. every company makes mistake mm-hmm. every company employs humans what you do when you have a mistake is how you build a business simple mm-hmm. as that mm-hmm. and there are people that you are never going to make happy no yeah. matter how, no matter how how many times you, you you just can't you just can't do it. You know, oh, I, I I I've been doing this four years. I fired four customers in the last six months. It was extremely liberating. Um, oh boy! You fired customers. I fired four customers. I gave them their money. If I listen, oh, listen. oh yeah. I mean, I've done that too. If, if I am giving you your money back and you Go bought away. an Amazon products. You are one of 10,000 people who bought my product. You are one in 10,000. I've only done it four times in the last year. If you're one of those people I gave your money back, you're special. And I mean that in the worst <laughs> the, <laughs> the special kind of special. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, Walter knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he knows. He knows. What's that? Uh, Go ahead. I just don't care. Look, I work 16 hours a day for, I, I answer emails on Sunday night at 10 o'clock, seven days a week. I, I answer all the emails when there's a problem. I bend over backwards. There, I, I'll be damned if I'm going to let another company give better customer service than us. So if the, if a guy isn't getting their needs met, you know, it's not me. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I mean? It's, uh, and Walter, I'm sure you can understand what I'm saying. I, I don't do I I, I don't uh, you get people that try to talk to you on Facebook. And, you know, you're sitting on Saturday night and you're on Facebook and people start sending you messages and they want you to talk to them. I don't do that because as soon as you do, you're supposed to stay there until you finish that conversation. And it might be <laughs> so it's like 
Can we talk about Facebook for a minute, Walter? Um, uh-oh. I can't go on Facebook. If I go on, I used to spend eight hours a day answering questions on Facebook. Yeah, I, I got to run my business. I can't. I haven't been on Facebook in six months, and I won't go on Facebook. And I, I mean no disrespect to people on Facebook, but I have to be able to run my company. And there's a, there's a way to get your needs met, and there's, a, a tr- there's an approach that involves a traditional customer service approach. Shoot me an email. Call us. Right? Oh, or, yeah, use it. there's a thing called a telephone. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you just pick up the phone. You can amazing what you can get answered on five second yeah. telephone. The Egyptians, yeah. the Egyptians invented that technology. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Telephone? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell my kids. Like when my kids uh, are like, "Oh, what about this?" You know, I'm like, uh, "There's this thing the Egyptians invented called a dictionary. Like, what does this mean?" Or you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Or even I tell them now, like they're asking me stuff, and I'm like, you know, there's this Google machine was invented. Google, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Google machine was invented by the Egyptians. You have the whole world in your hand right here. Google it. Your kids. You have phones. I was working on the my my Fiat Abarth on Saturday, and I could not figure out the back brakes how the how it all worked Uh because I I haven't done it in a long time. Mm -hmm. I got I I did the old Google thing. Five minutes, five seconds. I knew what the hell yeah. I was doing wrong. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah, but kids don't Google, and and this is like a one the one of the things that happens to me a lot. Like a lot of people ask me stuff that they could basically look up. Well. Oh. Oh. You know. Preach, preach, please, please. I would appreciate if maybe you know you Google it first. <laughs> you know, uh, now, try to look it, it up somewhere. <laughs> one of my complaints about we mentioned the telephone and, and all mm-hmm. that and who invented it. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent a hundred plus years in this country developing an awesome telephone system, right? Mm-hmm. Just kick ass, the best thing in the world. Sounds like you're next door. Mm-hmm. Then what do we do? Phones. We do yeah. this. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to your beautiful wife today. It's going in and out. I'm trying to drive. You know, all these technologies and everything, and it's yeah. like, you know, I don't know. But you know That's why, a, Walter? You know why? Because you just won't put that chip in your head and put the antenna in your spine. That's what I'm you need put, to do. I'm going to put that chip in your head, all right. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a lead chip. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like so, here's Harry's holsters. By the way, shout out to Harry's holsters. He also sponsors the podcast here. Uh, you can use the code Hank Strange and get yourself ten percent off. That's gone on the scroll right now. Uh, Harry says um, he says it annoys me when I have customers email me through um, through my site asking for pricing where all the info is on there. So they like a friend of, one of my friends that'll go nameless. Kept asking me. I got a friend down the street that wants to know how about your rifles and how much they are and everything. Mm-hmm. Finally, I thought to myself, I told them, just go on the website. Tell them to go on the website. Yeah. All the all the info is right there. I mean, you yeah. know. If it's not there, then it's fair. And then also Harry says, now remember, Harry's young. He says, I don't like talking with people on the phone because calls rarely end in less than five to 15 minutes. And I can answer an email in one to two, which is true. Every time I talk to Harry, it's at least like two hours. I like I like this guy. I yeah. get it. Yeah, so. Well, yeah, I mean, right. you know, when you get an email and somebody's trying to ask you why something's not working, they're trying to, mm-hmm. they're telling you what's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. right. So the Duma Flitchy's not fitting here and the, it's not closing and it's not mm-hmm. open and da da. And I'm going, I know exactly what he's doing wrong. Well, when Patrick was trying to put the lower up together and he left the disconnector in, 
Yeah. On, yeah. on my bolt action 50, you have to take yeah. the disconnector out of the AR yeah. lower. Do you know how many or, times I told Patrick the instructions was in the box? <laughs> and and you know Peggy goes, Peggy, my wife knew what the problem was because she <laughs> takes these phone calls too. So, you know, it's like, it's a disconnector. You know? Yeah. Yeah, M. Gabriel says Walter been stuffing chips in heads for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but listen, I think, you know, listen, sometimes people just want to talk to you, man. I, I, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, you know. You, Wait, you this is us. one of the things that's ruining the world. We don't talk to each other anymore. No. Oh, I, I, I take phone calls all the time. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go from talking about Sten guns mm-hmm. to talking about 50 cals mm-hmm. to some people want me to do work for them, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There was a comment here. Um, yeah. So Tyvin Show says, yeah, I'm not happy. I'm still waiting on my SHF 338. <laughs> Walter, Walter don't. doesn't make a 338. So good luck uh, with that. I got a whole pile of 338 barrels, but I just yeah. ain't doing it. So. Yeah, you need to go reference the uh, video where Walter said no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to. It's, it's funny. The smallest, um, mm-hmm. yeah. the smallest minority will be the most vocal about a product line, and then you'll make them. In the you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you go. You need to make some 416 guns, 416 Barrett for California. Okay. Yeah, so I can sell five of them. Yeah, but anything you make for California, you're going to have to go through the whole California process. Well, when you mail a gun to California, you got to fill out these forms and all this. Yeah, but now there's a list, right? I'm not sure it's probably going to apply to that. Just handguns, right? Or is that everything? Oh, is it handguns or rifles? What's the California? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's the ever shifting sands of the the legal from there. Yeah, I I don't make anything I can any guns I can sell to California because. I don't make it. Yeah. They can't they can't do 50 BMG. So yeah. yeah. So also Walter Keller, Peggy Keller says, I don't give you all the calls. No, she doesn't. Yeah. No, she doesn't. So she has so, to bear the brunt um, of that, the well, poor woman. She's she a has saint. To bear the, yeah, yes, she is. She's yes, a she saint. is. See how I do that? How I deal with <laughs> that? That's customer service. That's, <laughs> does, she, does she answer the phone for you? Yeah, 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 she does. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? Oh boy! <laughs> Don't get us in trouble with your wife, Walt. She's the CEO. She's the CEO, by the way. Walter, so. listen. Mm-hmm. You tell your wife if she's ever single to come find me, okay? Because she makes cookies <laughs> and she picks up the phone. Uh oh. Paul, we are not taking your side on this one, Paul. You're on your own. <laughs> You're on your own, buddy. <laughs> uh, she's too nice. She's too nice. My wife's too nice. I got it. And the nice. funny part is a lot of these guys will call, and they don't want to talk to her about stuff. Oh, okay. They want to talk to the man. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And she knows more about the guns than they do. I so. know. It's so, That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. And it's like, and, and you should go, she didn't, he, he didn't know who he was talking to. Um, you know, cause it, oh, I talked to that girl. It's like, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I talked to that girl. Yeah. That happens. That's the thing that's happening. Lola tells me that all the time, man. That happens to her in the pharmacy. 
Like people oh. come people come in the pharmacy and they're like, yeah, I want to talk to the pharmacist. She's like, yes, how can I help you? They're right like, here. yeah, can I, uh, you know. <laughs> right here. <laughs> can I, I speak to the pharmacist? And she's like, yes, <laughs> yes, you can. You're doing it right now. Yeah. So, or people call back to complain and then they're like, yes, that girl that was there. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? Oh. <laughs> And she's like, oh, which one? <laughs> no Viagra for you. Exactly. <laughs> Be nice. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Regardless of who you talk to when you're doing this, be nice. That goes a little bit of niceness goes a long way, I think. I think uh, uh, you know, people that thing too, that. Paul, here my wife, wife complains about it, and I've heard it too. You pick mm-hmm. up the phone. Hello, uh, uh, so-and-so, Safety Air Farms. And they automatically go into. They don't even say who they are. Mm-hmm. They don't. Uh, I would know Bob. I go in them. Bob, and, and it's like, well, uh, hello. Who are you? What's your name? You know, it's like you're supposed to telepathically know what they want. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a tough time. Uh, you know, uh, I think the market's changing. I think. Uh, I think the the people buying my products changed a lot in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the same thing, Walter? A lot. A lot of well. We don't, we don't do, um, we just sell the stuff that we make, but a lot of new people, first time buyers. Mm-hmm. Today, today in the shop, there was a couple came in to pick up, They were do, we do a lot of transfers too. So he was in to pick up his transfer and he had a brand new CZ75. I was kind of jealous because I don't have a CZ75. Mm-hmm. But um, he was asking me, you know, you know when you open a, an automatic gun back and forth, on the front of the barrel, it gets, the wear, it'll wear off a little bit of finish on the front of the barrel because that's where it's like, it's like pivoting. Mm-hmm. And he asked me if that was normal. And I said, yeah, that's fine. That's no big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. But first time gun owner, you know, so a lot of that's going on now, too. So, yeah. I, I, well, and, they, and they need our support, you know, mm-hmm. in there. And now I uh, it's I'm I take I take pride in helping someone who's never bought a gun before figure things out or pointing them in the right direction. That's what we should be all be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that's a very important part of it. Yeah. Um, Oh. It's not easy all the time because yeah. they're starting at zero. Yeah, you know, and a lot of them don't start with beginner guns. By the way, no. Know? Well, that's what I was going to say about a CZ seventy five. That's not a beginner. No, gun. that's so, not. Yet to I mean, that's, a, that's a nice. That's a nice ass pistol. That <laughs> you, I want. you might okay. want to start at a nineteen eleven <laughs> in a little brown cardboard box. Nineteen <laughs> elevens are complicated guns, well, man. They're not easy to play with either if you don't know what you're doing with. Yeah. But you might want to start with like affordable way to learn a Ruger Mark II. Yo, twenty two. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah, I understand. Popular place to start. Yeah. I started in twenty two. It's a great place to start. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, okay, so Peggy Keller says, I, I tell them if I can't answer the question, I'll pass them off to you. Yep, yep, and, I'll, and I'll get the questions. So, it's like, some. Uh, I, I tell people, you know, they ask me, tell, they got a 50 cal, they got a 50 BMG upper, and they're having problems mm-hmm. with something. And and, it's, and I heard one the other day I've never heard of. You know, and it's like, well, I don't know what to, I'll to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I've never heard of this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on without seeing it and touching it. Right. I can't, I can't tell you what's going on mm-hmm. with it. And he was going to look at it. And I said, well, you know, see what you see and then give me a call back. You know, and yeah. it's like sometimes when I, and you talk to people like that, they figure it out. And I never hear back from them again. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. You know, yeah. They, yeah. Which that's, that's good actually if they figured it out themselves. But, yeah. You know. I know sometimes it's good to tell people like if you have these things up, if you have videos and things like that, 
to refer them to the videos. Obviously, you guys are dealing with customer service type of stuff. I get people calling me. The craziest thing that's happened lately with, with new people getting into guns is a guy called me up and he said, I want to know how to make my AR-15 I just bought full auto. Oh, back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was uh, like, nice no, you don't. No, you I don't. I said to people, you you wanna you wanna share a room with Bubba? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you guys think of like binary triggers? Um. Well, you know, Franklin Armory here that yeah. uh, is sponsoring us. They make binary yeah. triggers. I think here's my here's what I think about binary tr binary triggers. My honest thing, even though the Franklin guys, I've tried Franklin Armory, I've tried uh, what's the other ones? Uh, Echo, uh, Fostech. Fostech makes them. Yep, yep. Uh, there's some other people that have made things like that. I think that they're in the absence of us being able to get machine guns, right? Which we can't do anymore because of uh, bastards who've taken away our Second Amendment. Um, I think that they're obviously not machine guns, one, completely different thing. And I think that, to me, they're more fun guns than anything, right? Like, now, you know, if you want to be able to double tap in some certain guns, like Walter was saying um, earlier with the MP5, I think the ability to double tap with something like that is pretty good. And the way that a lot of binaries work, that it's firing on the release of the trigger... You can get a good you can get a good thing out of that. It could get expensive. The triggers are expensive, oh, yeah. and then the ammo is expensive. Uh, for example, Franklin came out with a twenty two. That's that I could deal with because you know twenty twos are twenty uh, two ammo is relatively cheap. All that kind of stuff. There's lots of fun guns you could build out. It's built off of the Ruger ten twenty two, so you can put a lot of stuff. It really depends. It's not necessarily uh, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be good. I'd like that. Yeah, but I think I think it has I think they have a place, but it's not necessarily for every situation or every person. Yeah, you know? I'm not I'm I'm just curious of the application where where it would be useful besides having fun. It's besides, really for fun. Besides having oh. fun, I think it's good in in certain guns that you want like I said, if you want to double tap or, you know, because it's not as it's not so for example, if certain guns you're shooting full auto, right? You have to kind of like bring the uh, your your sight picture back into into place when you don't necessarily have to do that with uh, you know with a binary trigger just because of the way that it's working. I, I think there are applications, but it's it's more of a fun thing. Go ahead, Walt. Uh, a binary trigger is a Harley Davidson. Mm -hmm. A binary trigger is a Corvette. It's a good analogy. Is a, is, a, is, is, is a Harley Davidson practical? No, but You're it's, right. it's, yeah. is a Corvette practical? <laughs> no, it's and I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave Hank Strange out of this discussion. It's a hatchback because I'm working hatchback. toward his car. Right. Yeah. Uh -oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a hatchback for one suitcase. Yeah. A Corvette has a uh, lot so of space, man. You can put a lot of stuff on a Corvette. Binary triggers are for fun. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Down to that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you go out, you go da 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 da. You got your friends da 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 da. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. For example, there's some there's some guns like I so with with uh, with uh, with the MP5 clones out there. I I could see where I would want to have one of those on there. Where yeah. I would want to use that, um, yeah. you know, you, the part of it that you have to think about is if someone's handling that that's not aware of what it is, then they're going to need some instruction for that, right? 
Yeah. You know, so that's the thing. It doesn't have like a manual of use like uh, like other things. Of course, if you employ all the same, you know, all the same safety stuff that we always talk about, you're fine. I think there's some applications where that could be useful, where you might want to double or triple tap something or whatever, but it doesn't, hmm. you know. Yeah. It's it's and like gonna, you you can see that I'm gonna start, so for example I'm start my twelve hundred cc Harley Davidson <laughs> shake all my bones and joints till they're like <laughs> hundred year old design that looks cool yeah I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily put a binary in every gun but so for example yeah. Chris Vector yeah I would put I would, I would put one in there I think that's you know just like so for example the best Chris Vectors to me are the machine guns mm, yeah. I agree. Well, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was designed for. It was yeah. designed for semi-auto fire. Yeah, and it's best on the double tap. Like when we when we um, when we were testing those out, when we were testing out the machine gun, actually the double tap off of that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I it's still yeah, it's still accurate. So I, just, you know, if you're asking me where I would practically use it, I would say probably something like uh, Chris Vector MP5 or MP5 clone. Maybe those B and Ts that are out there. Um, the you know, maybe the Strybog or something like that. Those kind of things yeah. that are out there, I would say. Len, yeah. Len, Holtz, Len Holtz jumping on the Suzuki beat-up bandwagon. Suzuki <laughs> Samurai? Not His Suzuki is not dented, actually. It's not dented up. Okay. What's he saying? Then there's then there it are dented, dented up, up Suzuki, Suzuki Samurais. Really, Len Holt? Because it's a real, <laughs> it's a real, it's a real Hey, truck. let me tell you about... That's when what, I had my Suzuki Samurai, uh, the damn thing got 30 miles per gallon. Mm -hmm. When it had zero miles or it had 130,000 miles, it still got 30 miles per gallon. Wow. And that little that little 4x4 four four little bastard would go all over the place off-road. So, mm -hmm. you know, hey. It's a good – okay, I'll tell you something about the Samurai. I don't drive it all the time. I have driven it and all that kind of stuff. I don't drive it. I cannot uh, turn that thing over for two, three weeks a month. And when I go start it up, it starts up. It starts up, you, you know. Go. So I mean, that's pretty good engine. Okay, Tyvin Show wants you to clean off your lens, Paul. He says if you're reading the comments, please wipe your camera lens off. You're very foggy and like out of focus. Let's see. I'll take care of this. Yeah. Right back. Thank you. Um. So uh, here's what I would say to Tyvin Show. Maybe that was a good thing, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Tyvin? Tyvin text me about something. Let's see what. He uh, and Harry's holster is saying Ruger P, uh, PC carbine and and charger is a fun toy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Paul, let me, when you once you get your screen cleaned off here, I got a I got another uh, in depth question, gun question here for you. Please. Pistol braces. Yeah. When does it end? And, Never. Uh, and and, oh, okay. and and now that the majors have all embraced it, all the major manufacturers. Mm -hmm. And the minor ones, have, uh, the high-end ones, have all embraced pistol braces. Do you think if they threaten it, they'll stand up for themselves, or they'll just cower over and take it? I think that nothing lasts forever. And I think uh, the problem is is that <clears throat> my concern is that someone will write the three-letter three organization and ask them a question, and then it will get on the radar. I think, um, I just think we need to be happy while we have them. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great for, uh, consumers. I think it's great sports spec second amendment that people can get things in that configuration. 
that are um, easily concealed. Um, I think they, there's a purpose. I think it serves a purpose uh, in home defense. I think you can put it in the console of your truck. I don't know. I like them. I think it's great. Um, I do. I think it's going to last forever. You know, I don't know. Um, that's a very good question. Um, mm-hmm. and, well, and secondly, will the ma- will the major manufacturers resist if there's if there's so you know what's funny move to take away the pistol brace right yeah or will they just roll over and take it in the backside yeah. so a couple know. of things here one Paul I did not realize you were this good looking of a guy so kudos no. out there kudos out <laughs> no. there to uh, <laughs> hey you know if we're wearing the same glasses Hank huh. We're wearing the same glasses. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. You guys are like, <laughs> you got my glasses. My wife likes these glasses. She makes me wear them. Yeah. She says, she says put H- the nerdy are, glasses on. Are they HDs? Yes. Yeah, yeah there you go. I'll say, I call those kind of, well, nothing, nothing personal, uh-huh. but they're kind of like Poindexters. Yeah, Tyvon Show says thank you. Also, uh, thank you from us, Tyvon Show. Uh, good, uh, good point on that one. So listen, you know what's funny, guys? I'm, there's actually an article, an interview that I have coming out where I spoke to Alex Bosco of SB Tactical. Actually, we had a 50-minute conversation, and I wrote an article for oh, MLN right. News. That's actually going to be coming out soon because I uploaded that article today. So speaking at some point, of pistol braces. Yeah, so speaking of that, I actually spoke to him about that and asked him about what you guys are talking about uh, vis-a-vis the ATF uh, trying to make them illegal. Um, I think the long and the short of it, he says that's not going to happen, but he thinks that, you know, uh, we obviously need to get together and fight these kinds of things because well, in a lot of cases, uh, places like there's people at the ATF that are trying to use the ATF to somehow, you know, influence laws and what happens in America instead of just interpreting and enforcing existing you know, right, laws. Yeah, existing laws. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think it's good that. The majors, a lot of the majors that like Ruger have jumped into it mm-hmm. and offering things direct, you know, mm-hmm. sure. I think because, you know, long as the little guys do it, the ATF doesn't give a flying mm-hmm. flip about the little guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the big, like I said, Ruger does one. Who else? Who else does pistol braces on their guns? Uh, every, all everyone. The major, everyone. Every, has Colt done one? I don't think Colt. I don't does. know about Colt, but um, so there's there's pistol braces. So like SB Tactical makes pistol braces from everything. I've seen 22s all the way. Up. Like we've put a pistol brace on a 50, 50 BMG, right, Walt? One of mine. One yeah, of mine. we we put a Gearhead Works uh, the tail a hook. tail hook brace and my yeah. Nice. So, um, but I've seen like SB Tactical's making stuff for AKs, HK, um, what CZs. Mission First Tactical has a new brace. I yeah. really like. Um, it feeds from it. It feeds from a different section of the market, which I really like. I mean, if a guy can afford a hundred dollar brace, there's plenty of braces out there. But mm-hmm. there's some. Uh, it's a it's a nice brace for forty bucks, uh, and I think that is is good too. I think um, I think we need to support every section of the market with products like that uh, yeah. while they're available. Also, we need to stand up for these things. Like, I think what happened with the bump stocks, and, you know, if you want to talk about, like, you're asking about practicality, I actually think that the uh, binary triggers are way more practical than bump stocks, right? I could never get a bump stock to work properly, ever. 
I've tried many times, but I but I don't believe that the bump stock should have been turned into machine guns like these guys did, right? And the thing is, is no one stood up and fought for that, and that was a whole bunch of bump stocks that got you know shredded yeah, up or that was you know one sole little manufacturer, not little, but one manufacturer. Was it just one company making those? I thought there was Only at least one two person or... made bump stocks that, oh, okay. that were they were at. Well, yeah. no, excuse me, two. Fostech mm -hmm. made Fostech made a bump stock. Yeah, but theirs mm -hmm. theirs was not made out of plastic. Theirs was all aluminum. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. yeah. So but yeah, that was wrong. But Approved we didn't. But we didn't. We didn't stand up for that. And in the long because and and I think a lot of people saw the bump stock as a sacrifice, right? Like a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, I, the I, the I, NRA definitely did, and and Trump definitely did, and. You know, um, and, and I'm not saying we didn't stand up for it. A lot of us were pissed off about that. But now they've made that into machine guns and it sets a bad precedent. And we should stand up now before they turn around and turn something like, you know, a pistol brace into a machine gun also. Yes. That's why people got to buy lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of pistol braces. Yes. Yes. <laughs> lots well, and lots. I, I, make, I make them too. So I make mm -hmm. one for the HK, MP5, uh, MP5K, mm -hmm. uh, CZ, Scorpion, MP, MP, MPX, AR-15. Mm -hmm. What else? Oh, the Streetball. Streetball mm -hmm. too. So. Yeah. And 50s. Well, yeah, that the, we put this. I made one. I <laughs> that made never one came out. That Yeah, we don't. You I don't did one for those. the AR-10, okay. basically. Mm -hmm. And um, I've still got parts we've got to finish so I can put those out. But yeah, um, yeah, we put the AR-10 one on the 50 cal and it worked fine. So yeah, yeah. let me do this. I want to do this right. Uh, let's go to Foxtrot Mike on um, on uh, on IG. I'm gonna run in my phone here so you guys can see. I'm gonna take a look at some of the stuff. So here's here's the page. What happened? Hold on. Why is my page actually not uh, okay? I'm gonna have to. For some reason, uh, it's not showing. What did I do here? Bam. Hang on a second. For some reason, my uh, my phone kicked. My phone got kicked out of this thing. So yeah, I, I I'm gonna. I'm probably not gonna be able to show it right now. We'll have to come back and work on that. What did I do? Okay, there we go. There's both of you guys. Oh, look at what yeah. You here got we go. Side charging. This is what I was trying to find. I don't know why all of a sudden. So that's a paratrooper charging handle. It's on our handguard. Yeah. That's uh, one of the things we're known for. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, I like it. Um, this is something we weren't working with Mission First Tactical to do. This gun is 19 and a half inches long, loaded with an optic. It's under five pounds. We're trying to get this to the market for five ninety nine mm -hmm. through everybody, everyone that's carrying it. We're, we're really trying to do stuff. That's a three-inch barrel. That's, so uh, that's a good people, price. That's a good price. People asked, and we we tried to deliver. Um, yeah, we've had a good time. Uh, it's been a great uh, been a great journey. Um, there is Mr. Guns and Gear with our forty five. Um, I don't know if you can see that. Yep. He's doing a forty five. Yep. Forty five. We uh, it taken off recently i don't know if it's the market or not but um it seems to be very popular right now mm -hmm. um one second let's see if i can get you a video here you go this is this will help i don't know if you can do a video of a video Oops. yeah i think it yeah it dropped out of the video thing i don't know what happened to my phone here at one point i did have my phone and then it dropped out okay what's this is our bolt hold open mm -hmm. i don't know if you can see that very well 
Um, yeah. This is what we're known for. So there's a rod and a cam with a cantilever. So you get a tremendous mechanical advantage. There's no bent sheet yeah. metal or any of that. Mm -hmm. um, this is what we're known for is our bolt hold open. Um, so what are we looking at? What are we looking at with these guns? I could definitely go to um, to your to your website, and yeah, the best place even you know, Aim Surplus has got a really Aim Surplus Primary Arms. Mm -hmm. I and mean, what Aim Surplus has done is really impressive. They have their own trigger and their own safety. Mm -hmm. They have a complete lower with a, a drop-in trigger and a safety, uh, an ambi safety, and an SBA three, the three hundred dollar range. They've got uppers for, you know. Three three fifty. You can get a whole gun for in the six hundred dollar range with a drop-in trigger and an SBA three. Mm -hmm. Nice controls. Um, uh, primary Arms is bringing the heat. Uh, they have a bunch of exclusive SKUs. Um, they are cutting huge purchase orders, and I'm uh, we're shipping them. You know, a couple pallets a day. We 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 can sell a couple hundred guns a day when we can keep them in stock there. Um, we're sold out, 90% sold out at primary arms. We just can't make the stuff fast. So the market is insane right now. So what's the average price for these? I know there's obviously different setups. So like, like for me, my, myself, I would like the side charging, uh, something nine millimeter. I like, uh, like Walter was, we were having the conversation here, maybe a pistol brace. So I've got a shorter, uh, taking up a smaller footprint. What is something like that? Uh, Six to seven hundred dollars. Okay. Um, yeah, there's some. We do one. We do a, a trilug version for about seven twenty nine. But we uh, we currently have complete guns with SBA threes for six ninety nine, pretty much all day, every day at Primary Arms. Okay. Uh, very I haven't cool. checked. Kermit loves um, bacon. Says FM makes the best Glock lower. That's from Kermit loves bacon. Thank um, you, Kermit. We love you too, man. So what's up with the trilug? Let's talk about that for a little bit. Uh, is it the, I think you were explaining to me that the barrel's already set up for a trilug, right? Well, we do we do a version. Uh, we do a, an exclusive version with um, uh, with primary arms. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's very elegant to be able to quickly put on and off a suppressor. Um, I'm a fan, mm -hmm. and they they uh, they're very clean. Um, you can also get trilug muzzle devices if you don't want a can on it. Mm -hmm. um, I just, it's a clean and elegant way to put a can on. I, I like it. You know, you don't require any tools. It's mm. quick. It's clean. You don't have to worry about baffle strikes. Um, you know, if it was good enough for the MP5, it's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Silencer Co. makes a really nice can with a Trilog attach attachment. The Omega is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, looks great. I'm a fan. Uh, that's what I, if I, uh, you know, I'm a fan. Seven inch upper with a trilug. That's my, probably my favorite, favorite gun. Okay, cool. So Black Guy says, I like the FM9 bolt, uh, that it works with the echo trigger. So there you go. Uh, that's cool. So you were talking about triggers. So Sir Black Guy has that and he says it works with the, with the trigger. Um, and Len Holt, we'll start taking questions here. We'll get some questions to Paul specifically about the guns. He said, uh, Len Holt says, what does Paul think about the Stern Defense 9mm adapter? Anything to watch for when using that kind of setup? Uh, well, there's a guy that did a, a series of videos. Um, well, well, we'll speak frankly about this. Um, that, that adapter, uh, there's two, there's two mag adapters out there where Stern makes one, Sylvan makes one. Mm -hmm. Um, Stern has set screws that require adjustment. And if you don't follow the instructions, it can be problematic. Um, 
and a lot of people don't like to follow instructions. Um, <laughs> I, so, you know, I like, um, I like the Sylvan. The Sylvan is just plug and play. It drops in and it requires no adjustment. Uh, they both work. Uh, you need to be careful to make sure you tighten the set screws and adjust the magazine adapter to position the magazine correctly. And you'll have no issues assuming you do that. We have issues when people position the mag too high. And um, so we always suggest um, following the instructions of the manufacturer and you'll have good results. Um, but there is a series of videos on YouTube. If you go on YouTube and you check out Stern FM9, a guy did a series of videos and went over it in great length. They work fine, uh, assuming you're following the instructions. We've had no issues. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, but assuming you're following the instructions. Yeah. yeah. Walter, did you? was there something you wanted to jump in there? No, I'm, I'm not familiar with the Stern Defense. Not, what is that a mag adapter? What is that? What is it? Allows that? You to, it allows you to take an AR-15 lower and um, oh, okay. put a mag wall adapter in it. You can use a Glock mag to feed a nine oh, mil okay. up. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, I think there was a couple. I remember some shot show seeing something like that. You remember that, Walter? There was that one was that was from, polymer. Um, yeah, that was from um, yeah. what do you call it? Um, American uh, ATI. Yeah, ATI. ATI. Yeah. 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 I saw that. I saw that at Chacho. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really seen that much about that out there. Um, so, and you guys, you're not selling these just as complete guns, right? So you're selling these as uppers, or you can get lowers. Well, you can get other parts. We sell uppers, lowers. We do sell guns. Uh, we used to sell a lot of parts. Um, we used to sell bolts and barrels. Mm -hmm. um, we have the only barrel in the world that's capable, nine mil barrel that's capable of one MOA and it's been documented repeatedly. Hmm. So we have a proprietary process for how we manufacture our blanks and our barrels. Um, even Mr. Mr. Gear did a video, he got five bullets through the same hole at 50 yards. Hmm. And that's pretty common for us. Hmm. Assuming the barrel's in the 10 inch range, you get the best accuracy out of about a 10 inch barrel, any shorter or any longer and you're you will have depreciating results in terms mm. of accuracy. That's okay. just the perfect length for accuracy. Um, we just we've quite we we used to sell barrels and bolts, and we 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 just can't make enough okay. um, to produce them. We're finally to the point now uh, where we're, we're hoping this next month to be able to sell barrels and bolts again. Okay. Um, but the but the uppers and the lowers are keeping us really busy. Um, you know, growing is a very scary thing. I'm sure, Walter, you're seeing that now. I mean, how how fast do you grow? How big do you get? I mean, it's it's really hard to become a big company and and not have m mistakes happen. Oh, so okay. we're, I'd rather sell out than put a bunch of product out there that isn't as good as I can make. And we, we still make mistakes, man. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. We employ humans. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Walter, I'm sure you feel that too, right? It's crazy times right now. Yeah, yeah, you can lose control of things if you go. I think if you get too big, because there's always this. Oh, just hire somebody to do it. And it's like, well, how do I know they're do it right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. like <laughs> this, this is as big as we're ever gonna get. I don't, I don't ever see us getting bigger than this. Um, we've never, well, I you definitely want to control your growth and make sure that you you're still able to deliver the same uh, quality control over what you're doing. Sometimes it's better to be small um, than to be a big company, especially when things are changing so rapidly. Yeah, because yeah, if you're smaller, you can adapt to the changing market pretty mm -hmm. fast. 
But if you see these big companies and they're like, I'm thinking, why are they still making this thing? Because why are they, why, they're a big why ship. Are they still making, yeah. Why is Springfield Armory yeah. still making the Saint? Yes. AKA the Hillary gun. Yes. Why, are, oh, why boy. are they still making that? And, and they don't get good reviews on a lot of their stuff either, too. So it's yeah. like, because they're just taking, they're buying parts and putting it together. That's why it's all. No, like, and I love their marketing. It's like melanited barrel. Like it's so okay. <laughs> sexy. Like <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's what everybody does, man. I'm not going to give you a pat on the back for that, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like everyone's melanite. Yeah. But you, you got to remember every day, thousands of people turn 21 or 18, if you can still buy 18 in the state you live in. So yeah. every day you have thousands of new potential customers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you forget that when you get older, but you know, every day there's new people coming in the markup, looking at the, oh wow, the Saint, look at that, it's got melanite. Walter, <laughs> are you gonna buy? Let's say you're gonna buy like an M&E 15 or a Ruger 5.56. I'd probably, if I was gonna, if I was gonna point somebody towards a good, I want to see. A Ruger does good stuff, man. I mean, uh, I like Ruger's PCC, um, and they're a successful company. They, they do some good stuff. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna? Make- what are you going to which, which Which gun? Somebody wants to buy an AR-15 and they're going to buy a major brand. Who would you point them to? $600 range. Hmm. Ruger? Tough one. Yeah, Ruger, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Ruger makes a lot of their own stuff. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. um, I've heard anything bad about it. Ten years ago, I would have been a Colt. Uh, yeah. Like uh, a 6920 or something like that. That's what everyone – but, yeah, I think – if someone's if a if a major company is out there messing up an AR-15 right now, then they shouldn't be out there doing it. So Smith and Wesson, yeah. Smith and Wesson has those sporters. They're fine if you're getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, Ruger's fine. Uh, uh, M&P's, you know, Palmetto I mean, State. I just said Smith and Wesson. Uh, PSA, yeah, PSA's fine. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's um, nothing. There's nothing. They're not making uh, terrible stuff. I don't know. Are you? Are you like on the? I didn't. I don't know if this is a thing, Paul. Are you? Are you uh, anti those guys? I don't know. Um. Well, look. Um, let, it's let, all right. Just, it's all right. You know. Uh, no, that's okay. That's okay. Let's see how I can say this diplomatically. Okay. Um. It, like I said, any company given enough time can get good at things. And. I, I mean, they jumped into the AK market. Well, look, I, I'll, look, I've seen some things. I've seen some things. And that that personally, firsthand that I witnessed, um, okay. what I wouldn't do when I was building an AR. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. I, it has to, I, do with, it has to do with front sight bases and how and, – and on, on ARs, I wouldn't – I'm sure things have changed. This was many years ago. Okay. So, uh, you, like I said, you can learn a lot from what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm absolutely sure their product is better than it was seven, eight years ago. I'm absolutely sure. Yeah, I don't know how closely. I don't think we were looking at them, or at least I wasn't. Walter, you might have been. I think I've spent more time lately looking at them, what they're doing uh, more closely. And it seems like they're uh, caught up to that. But I do hear things from people out there about stuff from the past, you know. Um, I think the biggest problem. So when that's I a prime, that's- well, I was just gonna say when I hear people complaining about PSA now, 
The biggest complaints I hear is they can't. Uh, they people can't, can't get the stuff. Yeah, people can't get enough stuff from them. Well, that's that's yeah. everybody's problem, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. um, but they they look. They're a very successful company. They did. They've earned their success from hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they've they've earned uh, they've 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 earned their place. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm of the opinion that you build and grow a few relationships. We have a few partners. I'm not looking for more distributors. I want to build the relationship we have. Mm-hmm. That's been our motto. We've stuck with a few key partners and we've done very, we've done very well with those partners. We want to see our partners make money. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to see them be successful, right? Yeah. Sure, I mean, we'll that. yeah. It's hard to, if you're going to sell your stuff really, really, really cheap, you, uh, there's no, there's no, there's no meat on the bone left for the other guys. You know, like, well, like a dealer person. You can't, you, you can't sell it even cheaper, then you're giving it away. So it's like... Well, there there, there, you, there may or may not be an old saying at, at PSA that went, we lose money on everyone, but we make it up in volume. I may or may not have heard that from an employee there. So that, it was just an inside joke that they were they were keeping the margins so low. Um, you know, and I can only imagine, they're probably sitting on millions of dollars in inventory, and they need they need money to like, move through. You have the to move it. you got to move it constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I can only can only imagine, you know, imagine how much inventory you have to do to do that kind of sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot to manage. I couldn't do it. It's too much. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to do it. Yeah, but they they bought their way into the AK game. Uh, you probably know the history of that. I, we don't need to go into it here. Um, but look what they're making now. Look at Robsky runs ran the crap out of the gun, and nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, the yep. AKV. You know, we've and, between Walter. We've got actually Walter has both of them yeah. right now, but we've got two AKVs. <laughs> Look, I think yeah. you know. Uh, obviously, people evolve over time, and it's sure. And there's definitely things out there, but from what I see, uh, spending time talking to those guys, they're you know they're hiring uh, you know more talent out there. They're they're really uh, in terms of gearing up and stuff like that. Manufacturing process trying to up what they're what they're doing and that's a mission for them to work on and accomplish i think like on my and and, you know i understand like where you're coming from as a manufacturer on my side on the on the side of the folks which you know that's how i look at it like i'm i'm here for the people who are buying these things they should be getting better quality at better prices you know and the competition uh, i think creates all of that well they deserve credit for how far they've come they did. They deserve credit for that. They've come a long way, mm-hmm. and they and that and that was a very steep climb, and it came at great expense to them. And they should take pride in that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they should. Yeah. You know, and and there's no, no one can ever take that away from them. Yeah. They're right. if they're doing good work now, and they they had challenges in the past. Then they then they made the right choices and they did the right things and they should be proud of that. Yeah. They deserve to be. Proud. So now at the on the flip side of that, and that's a big company, right? The um, yeah. like those guys, you know, that's that's a pretty big company that they have going on over there. I think I think that, you know, the benefit of being a smaller company, which let's say like what you're doing, what Walter's doing is a, a smaller company, is you can you can cater to uh, a, a smaller section of people, maybe. Right. But have those loyal customers where you're creating things that those guys are are really looking for on a level that they're looking for. And then maybe they're able to communicate with you directly. I think Walter sees oh, you're, that you're you're filling a, you're filling 
avoid where yeah. nobody else is yeah. want to do it or bother to do it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's all good until the big guys see it. Because when the big guys see it, yeah. then they come along and crush you. Walter has, you know, Walter's lived through some of that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you can, you can, you can try, I guess. Yeah. You know? I mean, Remember, yeah, I'm there's, there's mm-hmm. something to be said for working, you know, 16 hours a day for four years. You know, you get it. You, you get you stop caring about what, when people throw rocks and stuff or people try and tear you down. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, that's kind of liberating to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, our customers like us and we do, they're advocates for us. So we don't yeah. really have to, we don't really have to defend ourselves. That's a great position to be in. Yeah. So let's you know? talk about some of the things like I see American freedom outdoors says any plans to make a folding stock adapter. Um, to, to I'm guessing, oh. I'm, I'm guessing that's to, um, FM products here to Paul. So we, you know, shout out to uh, Mike and Zach at uh, Block Tactical. Um, we um, have uh, done some collaborations with them. Um, I don't want to say too much. We are always looking at new opportunities. Um, you know, I would say if you want a folding adapter, the law is the best there is out there on the market. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to spend money, we, we, we put a lot of the laws on our, our stuff is designed to work with the law adapter. It's a high quality product. Mm-hmm. Um we we do have we do have some things coming out in the fourth quarter and the first quarter. Um, well, we may or may not be working on something. Well, what I would say with that, and Walter, you could feel free to jump in anywhere here. I think when it comes to the folding, I like the idea of it. Here's the problem. What AR you're talking about? Yeah, on an AR, I like the idea of it. To okay. me, yeah. the folding thing works most efficiently on an AK in terms of weight and everything like that. So I I, I feel like oh, you're showing something here. Bam! There we go. Yeah. So what yeah. what I what I would like to do with these things and and I and I think that probably the technology is coming along is making it lighter and easier to use, right? You right. know, and then we yeah. still get folding, which um, right. but this is a function of like the buffer tube and you know all all the yeah, things that go into that, that. The handicap of of the AR is that buffer tube in the back mm-hmm. and the buffer. Yeah. Um. Um, once again, like the handicap of the AK is that damn safety lever, or I would have already made a collapsible stock for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so wh- three or four years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What I would, if if I was requesting in the stock, so first of all, like trust me, um, I'm really a fan of side charging, right? I think we already had that conversation. Keep going in that direction. That's awesome. Um, I would like to see a retracting retractable stock, even over a folder. You know, because then you're still kind of like you, you're it's you're still you're taking up a better space, I think, with a retractable stock because well, a folder is still there. folding and like doubling the uh, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know you're you're making one of those, Walter. I know that's you're saying that's already there. Right. Walter? You can only make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can only make it so small in an AR. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I know I know there's some people who make it smaller than I do, but at what cost i don't know is yeah. it, is, yeah. does it work as well do you have to well, well without you know, redesigning the whole ar i guess <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah well i mean let's say you had an upper with an integral recoil mm-hmm. system like the 180 or a sig mm-hmm. yeah which is already done mm-hmm. yeah yeah would you rather have a folding stock or a collapsible stock uh, i'm gonna say uh, collapsible. i make i yeah i make a collapsible for the uh for the mpx yeah that that collapses down it doesn't go all the way down obviously because if you got to have some kind of mechanism in the back. Yeah. The SIG folder with a piece of Picatinny rail in the back is the best way to go. You Sorry. like the folder, Walt? Yeah. 
I like SIG folding, folding stuff. Okay. There's, they came with the MPX, the M, yeah, they came with the MCX mm-hmm. that SIG doesn't make anymore for some reason. Mm-hmm. Is the best yeah. fucking stock there is. Really? Sorry. I, okay. It works. It works with every gun you put it on. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I all I agree. I like uh, I like folding stocks. I do. Um, mm-hmm. I I wish they would fold um, to the right instead of the left, so that when you're on a sling, you can deploy instead of taking the gun away holding the stock like i don't i never look i'm not a high speed low drag guy i'm just a, mm-hmm. a machinist but i don't doesn't make sense that the stock folds to the left instead of the right i if i was going to do a folder i'd fold it to the right yeah uh so you typically can quickly everything you know aside from like your like your design would you have the charging handle in the front it wouldn't be in the way of it but if you fold, could your fold? Does your charging handle flip left or right, or just stay on the left? It's ambidextrous and it's non-reciprocating. Okay, so, you can so put it on either side. Yeah, that's cool. You could have a nice side folding stock, and it's not in the way of the mm-hmm. of the charging handle, probably. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, you can't do that on an AK to the right because of the damn uh, safety and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can if you don't want to work to safety. Yeah. See, what but, we're trying to do is build the perfect carbine here. Yeah. Well, well hey, the, 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 BR, the BRN, the BRN, the uh, AR-180 platform is pretty damn good. Well, thank you. I, we take a uh, shout out to Dean at PWS. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take great pride in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean was a very, look, if you want to build a piston gun in North America, you go to PWS. They have the best one out there. And, if you and, want a piston gun, you go to PWS, straight mm-hmm. up. Uh, they deserve all the credit in the world. They make an excellent product. I really enjoyed collaborating with Dean. Very, very smart guy. PWS, mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we and it's it's once again it's it's one of those designs that's been around forever yeah. in the gun world, and it just never seems. You know in this why? Country. You know why? I could tell you guys why politics right now. primarily. Yeah. That's why I'm going to solve this right now. <laughs> I'm going to solve it right now. Bullpup. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no like, Everything was so good. No, no. Yeah, we were we were doing so good there. Then you ruined it. Come on! Someone's got to make that into. A, come on now! Come on! Well, listen, there's better places to put magazines, Hank. Okay, that's all. None of my own. Yeah. No, I like it for a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, back to the 180. Shout out to Paul mm-hmm. Levy. That was his. That was his baby. Mm-hmm. That guy's smart. That guy's a smart guy. Um, yeah. But again, everyone thinks it's new. It's not. That design's been around for like yeah. 60 years. Man. That setup is Basically. in a lot of different things, like uh, or similar setups to that. on other in lots of other guns. So, or yeah, several like the other guns. Yeah, and the MPX, all that mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. all the scar. Everything. Everything points back to mm-hmm. the first few assault rifles that were ever made that's that's where everything started from mm-hmm. question bz58 yes or no yes absolutely yes a lot of people hate that gun too but i've shot oh. a full auto and it's it's it's, it's a magic so, yeah, yeah why it's do you guys like the bz58 so much um, it is lightweight it's it's designed based on a full off of a light machine gun that they that they dumbed down for an assault rifle. Um, it's extremely high quality, well made, short yeah. stroke, yeah. short stroke piston. Take it apart without any tools. It's lighter, more look more ac- way more accurate than an AK. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Way. What about like the Daewoo? What about the Daewoo Max Two? How about that? Daewoo's Daewoo Daewoo is a brilliant design that was poorly executed. Straight up. There you go. Uh, well, what was, I, had okay, visions, so, I had visions of making another day woo here, but oh. I just haven't got around to it. What? So. Uh, okay, so what was the what was the poor poor execution on it? Just out of curiosity. Well, timing was bad too, by the way. Oh, <laughs> well, assault weapons ban. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. No, well, they're, they're made in they're made in South Korea. Daewoo K two. Are you talking about the K two? Yeah. Well, yeah. all of them. Yeah, I've got guys. a Max. Yeah. I've got a Max Two version of it. I think. Yeah, that's what mine is. The Max Two. The AKAR version, yeah. not the gas. There's, yeah. there's a there's an impingement Daewoo too, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I've got a piston. I've got a piston one. Yeah, piston driven. Yeah, one, not, not yeah. Um, the original design. I mean, I like that folding stock mechanism. It's extremely strong. Um, I mean, when you look at the original scar that came out, there were some inherent design flaws, mm -hmm. and there a claw that would fold. That claw would just break off very yeah. easily mm -hmm. yeah. and the ACR had the same issue mm -hmm. so how the claw interacted there's a claw when you fold it the, the, the button comes and grabs mm -hmm. the receiver yeah. mm -hmm. and there's a thin cross-section of aluminum mm -hmm. so they had to make the claw out of plastic which means that you could very easily break it and then the, the, the stock wouldn't stay out and that's the same with the ACR and the scar if they made that out of aluminum or steel when when you saw these loads that you would see in you know when you, if you fell on the gun or something where the hinge is it would destroy the receiver so they had to make the claw out of plastic oh. there's no way around it so it's but it's a serious design flaw like if you take a, if you take a, a, a and back in the day if you had a scar on ACR when they first came out if you tap the stock on the table it would just break the the latch like that hmm. and they, that was designed to fail because they <laughs> holding latch. It's a good thing. Everyone, you, you definitely don't want a butt stroke anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that, yeah. You can put that on your list of scar complaints, too. Because right. I don't know if they were fixed. I, I personally don't like the stock on the scar. I'm a lefty. And it's not lefty friendly because of that, that sharp button thing that pokes up on the side of the, you know. And I just what don't like the way it looks. It looks fugly. I, I never wound up buying a scar, man. Bullpups are way better. I'm just going to say that. I know. Worse. I've never messed with the ACR to be quite honest with you. I've never. It's pretty, pretty compelling. Yeah. It's pretty nice. So listen, we've got a couple of minutes here and people will be, uh, you know, there's a lot of people asking this question, so I'll try to get to it. Obviously, I think uh, I'm having fun talking to Paul here. So we'll get him to come back on at some time if you guys have more questions. But so far as your guns, people are asking about 10 millimeter, you know, and then we I have it coming down in the fourth quarter. It's going to be something completely different that's never been done before. Oh, okay. Here's the problem with 10 millimeter. Uh -huh. You have to be an idiot to make a 10 millimeter that does not have 2.8 pounds of mass. Listen to what I'm telling you. Blowbacks are dangerous. Oh, if you yeah, have yeah. a 10 millimeter on the market that is blowback and it does not have 2.8 pounds of mass, you are playing with fire. If you are making battery. a gun yeah. that is making a 10 mil that has less than 2.8 pounds of mass, you need to stop doing that. Someone's going to get hurt. So okay? you need to... You need to have a delayed blow. Oh, no. Maybe. Maybe you do. Maybe you're nice. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe it has a quick change barrel like an Uzi that has a handguard that goes on and off quickly where oh. you can use your hand to unthread the barrel and quickly switch handguards, barrel lengths, or calibers. Maybe you did something like that. 
Oh. I don't know. Maybe you could shoot 45 or 10 millimeter if you chose. What? Are you listening, what? Hank? Should I? <laughs> I'm listening very I intently. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds... you want to check out it sometime? I know a guy. Yeah, I want to know and all about that. Third uh, when did you it's say coming. third quarter? Fourth quarter. Fourth, fourth. Okay. Working on it now. And what about 5.7? You thought about that? Um, I'm going to do 10 mil first. 10 mil? I'm going to do 10 yeah, mil. Okay. Because um, it's, 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 it's like a demand situation, right? Like, is there really going to be a demand for the 5.7 versus like 10 mil? I also think ammo availability, right? Yeah. Uh, I think 10 mil is going to be easier to get than, than 5.7. Yeah. Yes or no? Uh, yeah, and I like to. Yeah, if if you can do ten mil, forty five, you know, uh, easier to to uh, suppress, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff is good. I mean, uh, you know, to me, a nine nine or a ten is good. I know, like the the five seven is kind of still a fantasy thing out there, of seeing someone else making something other than the PS ninety or you know your regular five seven pistol. I know people have tried it in different ways. We even had stuff that just came out, so um, you know. That's uh that that's interesting. Go ahead. No, I mean we we're always open to looking at things, but uh we we take a lot of time to develop our products before we mm-hmm. ship them. So it would take me a year. Mm-hmm. To generally it takes a year of of teeny to get, bring something to market. Yeah, I'll get this last question in here before we start uh to winding down here. Dan hates you. Says, what about the CZ brand? Does he like that? Yes. There you go. Easy, uh, Walt. I don't. I have. I have an eight oh five. I don't have. I have the. I have the tank version of the CZ Bren, the yeah. heavy one. Right. Um, it's a great. It's a. It's a brilliant design. Yeah. yeah. I, I just. Credit. Yeah. I have the world's heaviest pistol. Let's yeah. just say that. And I have one as a pistol. Hey, CZ. CZ's bringing the heat. Yeah. Um. Good quality. Good quality guns. Yeah. I like. I predict at some point in the future, Foxtrot Mike will make a bullpup. And like I said earlier, <laughs> at some point, how do you know I haven't, how do you know I haven't already oh, done it? Oh, oh, see, oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to go down and take a look at the safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, we, I have experience with bullpups. I do. Oh. There, there's a few of them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you like them? Uh, I am a bullpup fan. Could, I, I have. Couldn't tell. Yeah. Tavor. I have a Tavor. I have a Tavor. I have an X95. I have a. I have a Steyr Aug. What else, What other bullpups do I have, Walter? I have the K and M M M17 S in 308. You have that. You have that Walter 22. I, I have gave a Walter it. 22 bullpup. I have a bullpup pistol. From Bond really? Arms, yeah, from Bond Arms. I got lots of bull. I collect bullpups. I have the Zip gun. You know that 22 Zip. Remember yes, that? Thing? I do. That was horrible. That was horrible. That's okay. That was horrible. Hey, shout out to Hector. That's a board. Um, Tavor, uh, I like their stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm all about I'm all about bullpups. I've got the RFB from Caltech, RDB from Caltech. You know, when you come out to visit us in Florida, you'll see my uh, bullpup collection. So, uh, okay. and, and maybe I'll be getting an FM Products bullpup sometime in the future. Okay, well, we'll see. What we I can might do. be wrong now, but I will be right in the future. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of time. Okay, so listen, let's do this. We'll wrap this up here. We'll get Paul to come back because we like we got really heated here. I don't even think we got into anything that we were planning on getting into, but it was some good conversation going here. So. Hey, Hank. Thanks for introducing me to Walter. Walter, yeah. pleasure meeting you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard you. Paul, Paul, I've. 
your name sounds familiar. And Paul I just, Noonan. Like, maybe somebody, he sounds like a rock star. There's a rock. Me, hey, do you know Paul Noonan? It's like uh, uh, wasn't that like one of the Beatles or something or one of those dudes? Someone was named Paul. One Noonan. of the Hookers. Some one of these rock stars was named Paul Noonan, right? Paul McCartney. Yeah. No, I don't know. It was wasn't that isn't that the name of a rock star? Am I wrong? Paul Noonan. I yeah, what is it? Hey, please send my regards to Peggy. I really appreciate <laughs> I will, it. I, I went out a long talk with my wife tonight. Oh, boy. About answering <laughs> yeah. making cookies. So let's do I, I, I didn't mean to start nothing. I didn't mean to start. Oh, you did. You did. Don't, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's my advice to you. Don't do it, okay? You don't want to be sleeping on the sofa. So listen, Paul, okay. if folks out there, if they're watching this or listening to this, because we'll put it up on audio, and they want to um, either communicate with you guys or find out more, where's where should they go to? Um, easiest way to reach out to us is uh, info at fm-products right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to, uh, you know, in Boise, COVID hit us pretty hard. We have people that are on their second or third 14-day um, quarantine just coming in contact with people that were sick. So it's been very hard to man the phones. Uh, and so that's that's hurt us. Mm-hmm. In terms of that, email is best right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect that to change in the upcoming weeks, but we're we're slammed. Um, so info at fm-products is the way to go. Um, I read majority of the emails. If somebody needs to get a hold of me directly, it's paul at fm-products. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Okay, very cool. By the way, Mr. Lovell says Paul Newman, and Brian Quick <laughs> says Paul Newman, the actor. The actor. Um, so there you go. Um, and Armament and Axis says no. Noonan was a person in Caddyshack. Uh, you know. That's it. Oh. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then. Caddyshack. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, very cool. Walt, how can the folks out there uh, keep up with you? Uh, they can check us out on, well, if, if you do the interwebs thing, Safety Harbor Firearms on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Um, you can give the shop a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can email. Um, we haven't been hit hard by the COVID-19, um, but, you know, you got to talk to Peggy and be nice. Yes. Uh, Peggy's going to be selling those cookies, right? It's going to be Safety Harbor Firearms, SHTF is, cookies. Is that? That is actually, a, I, I forget, that's a hotel recipe. Um, I forget which major chain makes those cookies and gives them away to their people at the hotel. Oh. Um, but, yeah, she she. she uh, Found the internet, uh, the recipe on the internet, and they're really good. They got oatmeal in them and stuff. Yeah, you're yeah, just ca- you're just causing trouble with Paul and his wife, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so. just giving her a little stick guy. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, she, listen, she, she could do so much better than me. So like, I, I I'm just lucky to have her. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so everyone, stay right there. No one go anywhere. Uh, I'm gonna run the end of this show here. Thanks to everyone watching. Big shout out to Franklin Armory for sponsoring us. Um, Uh, One of the things I want to remind everyone here that we are um, we are going to rip out the audio from this and put it up on iTunes and all the other places that you get this stuff. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, ring the bell so you can be notified whenever we go live and go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for the email list. So many thanks to Paul Noonan from FM Products, Foxtrot Mike. Uh, products if you guys are looking for it as well as Walter Keller of Safety Harbor Firearms really enjoyed everyone being on here we will see you guys tomorrow I'm out of here who wants the last word who wants the last word uh, mm-hmm. like always be civil be civil there you go we're out I'll say peace we'll Walter. bull pups forever yo bull pups forever <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>